You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like, I want to I get a pair myself. Like, I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and, you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're 25 bucks, and, uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy, I like playing games, I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need, because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel that's uh, made with premium materials, technology, designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than, than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time, if my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse, let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish looking guy. But his golf game is on point. Little do they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? 
Let's hear it for the burrito. Come on, that's not fair, man. Oh, did your father look the fool? Retention, retention. Are you smoking those hillbilly cigarettes again? Ask your doctor if ball kick tricks is right for you. Oh, I don't like that. Go put your floppy hat on and enjoy your day. Tape. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everyone, and JDS. Welcome into the program, episode 2513. We welcome you into Never Not Funny. That's the name of the program. We're all here today. Garen was out last week. He was out sick. We all should have probably taken a day off last week. Uh, Elliot was under the weather. Matt was, uh, you were fighting something, but knocking on wood. Mm-hmm. That it didn't get worse. I was uh, down for the count, as I talked about, going to see uh, my man, Mr. Uh, I went to see Sweet Sweet Sugarman. And uh, so we got an opportunity to see him. I did. Did I tell you this last week that I told him about the theme song? No, you did not. <laughs> no. I did tell him. I said, uh, hey, I don't know if you're going to find this. Uh, what happened there? Is that you? My, yeah. my headphones are too loud. Uh, bring me back. I need. I need. There uh, you go. Is that better? Bring me back. Bring Sorry. me back. I need me, uh, even more. Juice me up. Let's go. I got to hear me today. A little stuffed up because I'm still battling something. Anyway, when I saw Sweet Sweet Sugarman last week, I said, I don't know if this is going to be a compliment to you or if this is going to be insulting to you. <laughs> I said, but, you know, I've been doing this podcast for, you know, X amount of years. And, uh, you know, I've mentioned you and I always say I had a chance to go see Sweet Sweet Sugarman. And he goes, ah. And then I said, in fact, one of our fans has made a theme song uh, to Phil Collins' studio that whenever I bring you up, it now goes, Sweet Sweet Sugarman. And he said, um, he goes, Jimmy, I find that very flattering. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Johnny Carson. Like True just, pro. But uh, he... Um, yeah, did Gene Simmons ever write him a song? I don't think he has. I, well, I haven't either. I mean, I... Uh, but it, we've led to the writing of a song right. in his honor. That's well, something. He also doesn't have a you know a platinum album of mine hanging up either. So, yeah. you know, that's the gift we gave him. That was right. our version of that. Yes. Is he is now forever Sweet Sweet Sugarman on this program. Uh, and then he said, he goes, I have to be honest, I've never listened to a podcast, but I will investigate yours. And oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be the end of Sweet Sweet Sugarman uh, in your life. I will tell you that Sweet Sweet Sugarman came through over the weekend. I, I have not been improving at all. Oh, yeah. no. And uh, in fact, when I, um, I was worse yesterday than I had been. Um, and uh, so he uh, switched uh, medications, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, is always a little risky with antibiotic to uh, switch that mid uh, mm-hmm. midway. But uh, he had to do it because I was I was not improving and I still was having some stuff in my throat. And uh, what he gave me now seems to be helping. I feel better today than I did yesterday, but that's a four over a three, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, as on a scale, of course, from one to seven thousand. Oh, so I'm not doing great. No, you're not. Um, and that's a, um, almost an unnoticeable change from yeah. four to three. Very subtle. Um, or three to four. Yes, that's correct. I was mm-hmm. not. Uh, yesterday was a three. Uh, you know what? Yeah, about a three yesterday. Uh, maybe a little bit better than that. And then uh, today, I'm a little bit better than that. Hmm. We get it, Jim. You're not doing well. Uh, really? Oh, oh, is Jimmy talking about being sick again? No shit. <laughs> I wish I you just it. had like a big, uh, like digital readout on your chest that would really give us the exact numbers all the time. So I, uh, just check on it. Well, you can just ask me too. I'm more than happy to tell you. I don't, tr- I want to see it in digital I uh, print. I know you do. I know you're an Apple guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the Apple watch doesn't uh, cover that yet. It would be great if you just uh, said, uh, give it time. Here's your health. One to 10. Yeah. Here's your health. That's Bill Engel's new bit. <laughs> yeah. Here's your health. We, uh, 
I did go to physical therapy on Friday, and I think that may have been an error. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was my final time going, you know, because we've, we've ruled out surgery. Mm-hmm. And I know all the exercises. Uh, so I wanted, not that they need any sort of publicity. They're always jam-packed with people there. But Enrique and Jose over there, there's two young ladies that are also very, very helpful, whose names I, Veronica, and I don't remember the other young lady's name, but they're they're great. Over Betty. There, over at Orthosport in Culver City. Mm-hmm. No, it's not Betty. It's not a uh, Archie's uh, situation. Uh, anyway, they're uh, great guys that have uh, been very, very helpful. And my arm is improving Great uh, from the, uh, you know, the PRP as well as the physical therapy. And they've given me the, we're on the right path with. Uh, so right now you do not think you will need surgery. As I said to Danielle yesterday, and this will change. Uh, this could change. Uh, while this will be annoying, mm-hmm. if this is the rest of my life, I'm okay. Okay. It's annoying. Yeah. But, you know, I'd rather this than. You know, because I've read so many things, including, you know, my other doctor, uh, you know, my doctor, Dr. Badoon Butts. Yeah, sure. He, um, he, he's like, you know, there's always the chance that it doesn't help. Yeah. You know, we go in and then you're laid up for eight weeks and then yeah. you're still in bad shape. And, you know, many a ball player that has happened to. Charlie's yeah. teachers just had rotator cuff surgery and she's been out for a couple months. Since. See? Yeah. And, and I mean, she's going to be back in three weeks, I think. And. It'll be interesting uh, if that to find out if it actually helps. And she's been away from the classroom for that long, huh? I know it's kind of crazy. That right? seems crazy. Yeah, I think. But, the, I, but if it's a right, you know, if she's right-handed, like I'm, luckily this is my left hand. Yeah. Uh, left arm. If it was my right arm and you had to have surgery, right? You you can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. She also thought she would be back by now, and then the doctor said you got to take a few more weeks. Mm. My brother's had it done as well, and it, I know some other people were tweeting or texting and email not texting away is my personal number why would they mm-hmm. uh email me saying that it had a rotator cuff and that it is a pain in the ass and a couple of listeners have said hey i had it done it was a big mistake i i would have yeah. wish i would have just dealt with that pain because yeah. i still have it yeah and then i missed eight weeks of my life yeah uh but others hey i had it and changed my life mm-hmm. but you know uh, you, you roll the bones right dagger like the cock um <laughs> It's crazy how common it is because Elise's mom just had that surgery too, and I, I just suddenly it's everywhere. Right? Not you're you're not. It's doing like it. love is in the air. Wait, wait, wait. Rotator cuff. Wait, what's that song that I'm? Uh, by the is it by the Trogs? Trogs, depending on where part of the country. I don't know. Love is ever. It, it was in the movie. It was in a. Uh, it was in a uh, wet, wet, wet. Did a cover of it, and it was in the movie. Uh, in a Hugh, who's the guy that was with the prostitute? Hugh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Was in one of his movies, maybe Four Friends and a Hat or whatever it's called. Four, Four Weddings and a Funeral? Nah, it's not that one though. Love is in the Air, like ni- 1994. Is this the Trogs? Yeah. What's the name of the song, please? Love is All Around? Yeah, Love is All Around. Thank you. So you said it's all around. That's what made me think of that. Oh, yeah. You know this. Oh, that's, oh, from, that's from Love, Love Actually. Actually. Love Actually. All right. Yeah. He is in that. Wet, wet, wet does the cover of that uh, in Love Actually, and I believe it went to number one in the UK. Not so sure how it did here in the states. Well, the joke in that movie is that they, you know, you know from the (laughs) Hit Parade podcast that in England for the last thirty or forty years, there's been this tradition of who's going to have the number one single on Christmas week, Mm. and it's it's become a very heated contest. So in the movie Love Actually, the uh, what's that? What's that actor's name? Um, uh, the kind of spindly old guy. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, what is? It? It's not Bill Nye. It's the Bill Nye. Oh, it yes. is. Yeah. So Bill Nye, he's like a washed-up uh, rock star, 
and he decides he's like i'm just gonna record the cheesiest shittiest song and make it a christmas song to try to get to number one to like revive my career and that's isn't that the song he does yeah he does like a christmas version of that right he does yeah I didn't know it was a real song. I thought they created it for the movie. <laughs> I'm not sure I knew it was a real song either now that you said that. That's it. an old hit from the by the Trogs back in, uh, I'm going to say, 67, Garen? The uh, Trogs? That's a good question. That was YouTube I was looking 67 at. 67 is my guess. And then 94 for the Wet, Wet, Wet version. That's mm-hmm. my guess on that, too. These are all guesses, years, music, mm-hmm. numbers. Sort of numbers, right? I'm a four out of, the, out of ten today. <laughs> Speaking of numbers, three yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we did go see J. Keith Van Stratton's show yesterday. Well, I went to see it. My wife and my father-in-law were contestants. Yeah, and uh, that's a fun show. Go fact yourself. That's a good, that's a fun show. It's over there at Magic. How they do? Uh, I don't know. If, I don't think it's fair for me to say how they do. Yeah, because it's, oh, right. it's not going to air for I a apologize. little while. Right? Yeah, I don't. Uh, Lips sealed. Uh, but it was enjoyable, and uh, I will tell you this, and uh, this may be a spoiler. Our, our guest today, I saw him last night. He was uh, on a previous episode. Hmm. I don't know if that's a spoiler. I don't know if Keith is going to get mad at that. But Well, uh, you've already spoiled that your wife and father-in-law are going to be on an episode. Like, you know what? I guess I'm not ruining anything. So, he advertises who's going to be there right. yeah. uh, to try to get an audience. And uh, uh, But it was nice. And um, uh, my wife did a great job, as did my father-in-law, as did their two experts. Cool. That's a fun show. That's a, uh, that's a fun concept. And my friend Jay Keith and Jim Newman, who directed my one-man show, mm-hmm. is the, what, the creator and producer of that show. Uh, and uh, they are good guys, and that's what it's all about, right? Love is in the air. Love is all around, 1967. Hey. And then? Let's cover for the soundtrack to the 1994 film Four Weddings and a Funeral. Wow. It's in that movie and Love Actually? That's so weird, because Hugh Grant is also in Love Actually. So I got it right. That's amazing. 1994, I was not wrong. My point is I'm a winner. And I also guess Bill Nighy. I'm on fire You today. are. The no. only thing could have, that could have made that better is if Garen's goddamn notification hadn't gone off in the middle of that. <laughs> Turn down your volume, Garen. Come on, man. And, and then for love Turn of God, down. blow your nose. Turn down the volume. Would that help? You know how you get to that point oh. where you blow your nose and it just makes your sinuses swell up yeah, more and then worse. you can't have less air passage? Yeah, I, that. I know it. My, my, uh, in fact, my son is home today. Oliver, you know him? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> He's home today uh, with some sinus issues and big fan, so on and so forth. That I, uh, I actually <laughs> do we food. What did you get? The, get the mosquito? I don't know. We got a, we got a little gnat or mosquito zipping around this room. That uh, uh, it's come to me. I think it followed Garen in. Yeah, well, of course that he's pig pen. Yeah, <laughs> comes in with his sad sack. Should you be home today, Garen? You look and sound horrible. But he's been no, sick. Look at his eyes. His, eye, the, his eyes are sick. I'm on the mend. Jesus Christ! I don't know, man. You your eyes look sick. Well, I gotta go back to go to work tonight. This has started on Wednesday. Is that when you? I woke up. I was fine on Tuesday. Felt great. Had fun at trivia. Just like an idiot. Was had a blast. Yeah, who you dressed as one of the twins from the uh, from The Shining? Yeah. Now, did someone else? You sent us that picture, but you did not send a picture of another person. No, it was just me. I was a solo <laughs> twin. That, if that doesn't that is say is that right on brand? That's right on brand. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> Just a guy with a, a missing counterpart. <laughs> oh my God! Right? Didn't you go as a, a Laurel once here? <laughs> Thing too. <laughs> right? Didn't you go as Yarnell once? <laughs> I did go as Peaches once. Uh, I didn't. Never mind. Uh, my friend, my friend from work was supposed to go to the horror trivia, but he had got called into work. So. Oh, I see. I just like, forget it. I'm just going to do it anyway. But he had the costume too. No, we didn't get that far. He got called in oh. and I couldn't think of anything else. Those photographs were disturbing. 
They were. They, was, were, they were disturbing. That, that one picture was supposed to be a parody of the Britney Spears. Or no, was it? Who was it? Britney Spears. Was it the Britney Spears? Or Tara Reid? Climbing out of the car? Yeah. Paris Hilton? Yeah, I can't remember if it was Paris Hilton or It was, Britney it was probably all it was, of them. It was Britney, right? I, uh, yeah. well, was or was it Lindsay Lohan? Lindsay Lohan was on us. Yeah. But you're right. They all probably had that situation at some point. Yeah. It's like the paparazzi are just waiting for that pose. Yeah. Garen was getting out of a car with his dress and his legs were spread and the photo was unflattering. <laughs> Staged. <laughs> they did it purposely. Well, Boy, well I thought it was very funny. Yeah. What we. The weird thing is, you texted both those photos, but because I just looked at my phone and they were both there, that one came up first because it was the one you sent last. So I was like, what am I looking at here? It's just a, it's just Garen in a dress with his legs spread yeah. in a car seat. And then I had to go, oh, okay, it's Halloween. Okay, he's the girl from China. Got he, uh, I had already seen those on Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when Garen, by the way, Garen's on Facebook. Uh, he turned the Never Not Funny account into some gab fest over the weekend <laughs> where he said, like, he literally, I'm paraphrasing, what's going on, y'all? <laughs> what's up, y'all? Classic that's engagement. The, that's the, that's <laughs> the Never engagement. That's the never not funny voice. That's it. That's the voice of our show. What the fuck are you doing? Was there a People banjo like twang in the background? I called him Kelly Clarkson. Why did you turn into Kelly Clarkson? It's craziness. I just thought it would be funny just to be like, hey. Yeah. There were some conversations. It was actually, it actually did. It did spark conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, let's try to stay on brand next time. That's you know what I say, though. A little less conversation. A little, a little more action. action please. A little less conversation. A little more action, please. That's the king, Elvis Presley. Um, and then speaking of Halloween, you went as uh, David S. Pumpkin. Pumpkins. <laughs> I did. I It was an impulse buy. I saw that suit at Spirit, and uh, I was like, I have to have it. Yeah. <laughs> I, what, what, actually, what happened was I saw it. I tried the jacket on. It fit perfectly and i was like i can't not buy this i'm right. gonna wear this for every halloween for the rest of my life it's it's an evergreen costume i don't care if people get it or they don't get it and even if they don't get it it's it's a it's a pumpkin suit that's my <laughs> thing is like people don't know the the sketch it doesn't matter because that suit was a halloween costume before they did that sketch. right it's just a guy in a pumpkin suit which i think is funny too but uh it was funny to walk around with the kids and have people go some people are like oh david has pumpkins and then some people were like what is that and then some people were like oh that's that tom hanks thing right what was it and then I got to do my favorite thing of Halloween, which was go, I'm David S. Pumpkins, man, <laughs> which is just fun to yell at people <laughs> in the street. Did you also say any questions? Gary, Elliot? No, didn't get it. All right. Uh, did you also yell uh, any questions? Uh, I did say that a few times. That's fun. Uh, one kid walked. I don't know if he was middle school or high school. We've got a lot of kids who taller than me trick or treating at our door, which I think. No. Hey, there's kids at <laughs> Oliver School in seventh grade that are taller than you. I know, but I think once you get to adult height, I don't care what oh, age no. or grade you're in. You're still mentally. Anyway, <laughs> there was a kid who was my size who walked up with his friends and said, I got a lot of questions. <laughs> and I was like, good for you, man. Good for you. You know what? I like that guy. He could trick or treat for another four years. I'm giving him a pardon. Into college? My uh, my son, Oliver, I mentioned him earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went as Dwight from the office mm-hmm. and uh, looked great. And then as he was trick or treating, it was the same sort of thing. The people that got it, man, they they, they look and they go, what? Are you? You're Dwight! Like, they just loved it. And yeah. then people were like, 
Now, so already like a nerd or something, but you know, they didn't get it. Uh, but I said, the next, one guy said to him, you know, so what are you? And I said, Oliver, the next time somebody says that, I, I, I want you to say, I'm your worst effing nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and he, la- Oliver laughed like crazy and he's like, dad, can I really say it? I go, yes, you have my permission to say it. And then he's like, how funny will that be? And then nobody asked him again. Like, it never happened again. Do you think he would really do it? I don't think so. I, knowing Oliver, I feel like he, he's just so, he's so polite. I don't think he, I don't, I don't see him bringing himself to say that to a stranger. By the way, he's so polite. And this speaks to something you uh, came up in Seattle once where you, you question how innocent he is. Mm-hmm. So today uh, we are, he's of course binging um, because it just came on Netflix on the first uh, building on the street. Oh, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. And so we're revisiting, you know, we, we yeah. we've seen them all. Right. Uh, but you know what? I have to admit, I still was laughing like crazy at a lot of it. There's something, first of all, it was more, this isn't fair because I haven't seen the later ones, but when people don't know him and they know the celebrity, I kind of like it better than when they go, oh, you're Billy. And then, yeah, yeah. Uh, but when he just runs out there, Sir Paul Rudd, <laughs> <laughs> Sir, Oscar buzz for Bill Murray, like that, like that nonsense is yes. just ridiculous. Cool, it's like you're already startling the person, right? But you're startling them and saying something that has no. There's no way to understand what he's asking or right. what it means. Like, what? what? You're just saying a name. Sir, for a dollar, Paul Rudd. What am I supposed to, what am I supposed <laughs> to say? Like, uh, even if I were prepared, I don't know what I would say to that. It is so, it is so, uh, right? You, of course you wouldn't. Yeah, and like, you're, and you're, yes, I know him. Yeah, yes. And I'm familiar with his work. Uh, anyways, the, the one today, was uh, one of them was, uh, it was with, um, oh, shoot, who was the celeb? I will not remember who it was, but it was, would you masturbate? Would I... Would Billy masturbate to this person? Mm-hmm. And Oliver was looked confused, and mm-hmm. I said, uh, "I said, Oliver, do you know what that means?" And he said, "And with, I'm not kidding, the most innocent look I've ever seen him do, sex." <laughs> and it yeah. was so adorable that like I didn't uh, want right. to tell him uh, the, what it really is because it's filthy. <laughs> what it really is is filthy. Right. What the what you do with the body is a filthy move. Well, the best it's way to filthy act. I think the best way to teach him about that is to just tell him to listen to Never Not Funny for any any amount of time, <laughs> and he'll learn all about he'll it. He'll learn all about it, uh, or just uh, you know come home early from school. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to figure that out fairly quickly. Oh gosh, we got a nice tweet. Was it on your tweet? Was it on that that, that y'all thread where a guy said, "I think it was." The guy said, uh, "I don't I, I don't follow pop culture. I was born in this year. I don't know any of your references." But damn it, if I don't love the four of you guys, oh, and it was nice. like that sweet. was like the perfect, you know, uh, you know, somebody that can enjoy the show even though they don't yeah. know who Survivor is. You know <laughs> right. I mean? Not the TV show, although we lost Rudy over the weekend, and that's sad. I don't know. Ninety-one-year-old Rudy, we uh, he was the oldest uh, contestant in Survivor history. Remember that guy? Vaguely, a little scared by the gay guy early on in the show. Yeah, yeah I, I think I saw that one. Remember, there was a, maybe three seasons where those people all were kind of celebrities for a minute and a half. Yeah, well, certainly Richard Hatch was. Then it just went back to being a show. Yeah. Well, they could like the, that Hasselbeck got a TV show out of it. That's true. Yep. A lot of people were able to uh, parlay. Parlay that Jerry, I forget her, Manthe, Jerry Manthe. Oh, yeah. Sil- Silas? Cyrus? Cyrus, I think. Cyrus? Or Silas. He ended up being Cyrus. the Jack Nicholson movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And then uh, one other, that handsome guy who ends up, uh, he ended up hosting a bunch of shows over on like Discovery or something. Now, Hunter. His name was Hunter, I want to say. If you and your family really get go deep on uh, Amazing Race, there, I think there was an Amazing Race where 
two of the contestants were former Survivor contestants. Oh, it was kind of interesting. Interesting. I think it was a. Wasn't there a couple? They, there are people that became a couple. The, yeah, I think that's oh, what it, it was. It wasn't Boston Rob, was it? It was. Uh, I think it was. That guy rode that yes. fucking thing. Yes, I think it was Boston Rob and, and whoever that yeah. woman was that he hooked up with. I think they are on a, like, maybe, I don't know what season, but pretty did, early on. In, did they get cut loose quick? Please I, don't I, I don't yes. remember. I don't remember. Here's my impression of Phil, the host, on every, you come in, I'm going to tell you, uh, I want you to tell me about your experience, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go, uh, Matt, uh, I'm sad to say you are the last person here. And his accent, by the way, as we talk about, goes in and out. Yes. Uh, uh, you're the last person here. I'm sorry to say you've been eliminated from the race. How, but how was your experience? I mean, I just can't imagine. It was it was one of the greatest things. I've, I, I've seen so many things. I've met amazing people. I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I'm, I'm really happy uh, that I got to do this. And I'm just grateful that uh, I was given the chance. <laughs> It's hilarious response. He just stares. And so now when he's doing that, I, I go, I'm going to buy a hat. <laughs> I can't wait for lunch. Like he literally yeah. has no reaction to a father and son crying yeah. over the fact that they bonded. And then he just. Sometimes he goes like this. Like he has a slight mouth wince when when someone's really having a hard yeah. time. <laughs> They're really right? like falling apart. But, but He's like, sorry to tell you, you have been eliminated. <laughs> Oh, okay. But is there anything greater than when they're crying and they're like, "It's over." They they've they just spent five hours trying to you know put like a a, a giant clock together or something, <laughs> and uh, they couldn't do it. And it's dark out. Like everyone else finished in the daylight hours, right. and yeah, now yeah, yeah. it's like nighttime, and they're just like broken. And then he's like, "Well, you are the last team to arrive, but uh, I've got to tell you." You're still in the race. Yeah, right? <laughs> that is the, my yes. favorite thing ever. Yes. When they like spare a team. It's so it's so great to see their faces when they're like, yeah. what? And then they cry all over again because they're like kind of they were kind of relieved it was over right. at the same time. That's a great. I, I apologize to everybody in the world that I uh, am. It's awesome. 15 years late on that show. I mean, we stopped watching it for a while, but now since you guys started watching it and you were telling Zoe about it, she wanted to watch it. So we start, started watching with the kids and now we're all into it again. And it's uh, a great family show. It, is. it really yeah. is. And you know, there's very little language and mm-hmm. uh, you know, they get enough. All of you said yesterday, you said, boy, you've been swearing a lot, dad. <laughs> Cause I will, I'll be watching. I'll go, I'll just go, what the fuck? <laughs> and so you don't even try to stop yourself in front of him. Anymore. I don't think I, uh, it's just coming out. Like yeah. I, I, my brain, is stupid and mm-hmm. can't stop it. Uh, when I'm in a bad mood, I just let it fly. I don't like. I don't hold back because I just sometimes it just feels like I need to. I need to get it out. I need to. I need. I don't know why, because obviously everyone everyone around me understands I'm in a bad mood. But somehow in my head, I'm like, they don't get it. Maybe if I <laughs> throw the f word around, they'll understand how bad this is. Right. <laughs> like that's how stupid it is. Uh, speaking of stupid, what do you? <laughs> Uh, did you watch John Oliver? Uh, no. Oh, you haven't? Okay. No, no. There's, there's something apropos of swearing that okay, you, will, you will enjoy. Uh, full disclosure, I was in bed by 9.20 yesterday. Oh, goodness. So roll those clocks back, right? Yeah, so it really means I was in bed at 8. No, it, I guess that'd be 10.20, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. By yeah. the way, did uh, Oliver see Terminator 2 yet? I'm going to ask you to mind your business. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> he has not, but I know I you declared know. it to be the greatest movie of all time. No, no, no. the... You mean T2? Yeah. Yeah. He declared it on the internet as one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, I thought maybe you were. Did you see the new one? Yeah. Is it good? 
Yeah. Okay. You like it, huh? Yeah, I want to see it, yeah, but I got I got too many movies to, that I need to see now. We saw Harriet. We went to see is Harriet. Is that good? No. No. It yeah, is the, a... The, it's a TV movie, right? It's the, a TV movie. The trailer was so TV movie. I was like, wow. This... But I think it's an important movie, and I think it's an important... Obviously, I'm not... Right, And sure. the story is wonderful. Um, I wish it was done better, because... Did they action it up a little bit? It kind of... in the tra- I wanted to see it. I do want to see it. It just looked like they were trying to make it a little bit sort of more, more revolutionary war like more war based well, well, more, civil war probably a little closer <laughs> yeah probably but i mean more i hear what you're saying no okay i mean eventually they get there because that's her story but um uh, it's a little redundant uh you know i mean she keeps going back to save people it, it, and it, yeah it seemed like the kind of thing that they would wheel a cart into our you know eighth grade class and put that on and it's like okay yeah now we learned a little bit about harriet tubman um but do we need to see it in the, on the no that screen? said i teared up a few times oh, I, I, I still danielle did not and she's like i wish i would have i didn't there, yeah. i just don't feel it was an emotional connection but you know we saw it it, it i i we may have been the only three white people in the movie theater and mm-hmm. i you know that moved me you know, mm-hmm. just the idea, like, as I was saying to Oliver, you know, luckily, you know, I grew up in the south side of Chicago, which is a very closed-minded, racist area where I grew up. And that, mm-hmm. not, not everybody, but certainly uh, big pockets. And just, I was not raised that way. And I and I truly just don't understand it. I don't, mm-hmm. un, I mean, obviously, you learn it from your parents or you learn it from whatever. But yeah. it's like, I, I just don't, why would we ever treat somebody less than? I don't mm-hmm. get it. I know I'm speaking, saying the obvious, but. Darren, go get him another drink, too, by the way. Just go ahead and continue. But I don't know why we would treat anyone less than, but please go get him a drink. You need a drink? What did I miss? You're dumb is what he's saying. He's <laughs> no. saying you're less than us. You're less <laughs> oh, than us. Oh, gotcha. So move your ass I get it. and Do what he it. tells you, yeah. I gotcha. Right. I right. <laughs> I, I, I understand. Yeah, you're Minty. That's Harriet Tuckman's uh, slave name. Oh, I didn't oh, know that. Wow. Yeah. So you did learn something. <laughs> I, I'm going to see it. I just... Uh, I think, you know what? To I, me, it's uh, going to be a screener. I think that's uh it'll be a screener i thought the young lady who uh the star did a great job and you know uh, how was leslie odom jr he's fine mm-hmm. you know i mean it's a tv movie it's yeah. a, it would have been a great o- over two nights right you know it really yeah it really looked like one of those primetime events yep. from the old days like back when there was only three channels and that would come on and everyone everyone the world would stop for a few nights while everybody watched this important thing yeah and uh i almost I'm, it's, i mean i almost feels like it's too bad I, I i doubt a lot of people will go see it in the theater maybe it'll have a life on you know streaming platforms streaming maybe. but, but that, that's a, it's not that great i mean it's it's yeah, fine right but i even said i said oliver did you learn anything he goes no i knew all that stuff i'm like oh okay mm-hmm. well i guess you're yeah learning more than i did in my <laughs> closed-minded school <laughs> that's good that he's learning that yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i'm trying to do my best and I, you know i'd let that's just hit the broad strokes with that sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> um, I had something else I needed to uh, discuss. Uh, uh, no, I guess I covered it. I guess I covered it. All right. Something very quickly I wanted to, that was it. Of course, we got Minneapolis and Rosemont coming up. Yes, we and, do. Uh, I know you put that in the plugs, but uh, those are coming right up. And uh, in Chicago, we got in the Rosemont, we got my friend Vince Moranto, great uh, Chicago comic, will be our guest. Yeah. And uh, Minneapolis, of course, uh, will just be up there and uh, swinging a low sweet chariot. So, That's going to be, uh, just so people know what we're talking about, uh, the 16th of November is Acme in Minneapolis. Right. It's a matinee show. And then uh, Zany's Rosemont is the 17th. And you can get tickets at com. Just click the tour link. And enjoy.
Uh, <laughs> and then I'm in San Diego this weekend. Uh, yeah. Matt uh, Donahue and I go there. And uh, Mike Bentley, you know, his name has come up many a time. You know, sure. he's a comic now. He's doing comedy. I did not know that. And uh, so Did we know that? He let me know he's doing it, and, and apparently he's doing it all around uh, the San Diego. He was up, a, I think he did a set of flappers recently. We did know that, because I think we talked about how those muscles would look on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I think they got to be distracting. Yeah. I really think they got to be distracting. Well, I'm going to see it firsthand on Sunday. He's going to be doing a, a oh, guest set. that's great. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, so, you know, give that kid a thrill. He used to say he's open up for Jimmy Pardo, and then to see other clubs not give a shit. <laughs> um, so we wish him luck on that. But there was something else I wanted to... Uh, what? I, I don't know. You want to talk about Jimmy's records and tapes? You could talk about that. Oh, well, yeah. That, well, I mean, by the time this is out, the first episode has uh, premiered. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, hoping the feedback is uh, positive. Mm-hmm. And, the excitement uh, was positive. The excitement is positive, mm-hmm. but uh, which could only mean maybe a little too, let's curb the enthusiasm. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, no, I think it's great. I do too. I'm, uh, I'm proud of it, and uh, I'm proud of the work that Alita did. Uh, and uh, Matt uh, was here as well. <laughs> and, uh, it's fair. <laughs> um, I also saw, and this may have been an error on my part, but I had spent a lot of dough on the ticket. I saw Jesus Christ Superstar at the Pantages mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday. Um, and uh, it was fantastic. Oh, cool. I, I've, I have seen that show, you know, a zillion times. I've mm-hmm. seen it with Ted Neely and Carl Anderson and uh, from the uh, from the movie. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Ted Neely two or three times. I saw Carl Anderson once. I saw it, you know, staged. This may be my favorite one of all time. Oh and God. it was a non-union presentation. What? What? It was great. Now, this is interesting. I read a review. This is interesting. I read a review that... Uh, the gentleman said that uh, despite not thinking the three leads were all that strong, he loved the show. And I don't disagree with that. I thought the three leads were very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the show itself, the way it was staged, the way it was choreographed, and, and the the other roles were so outstanding yeah. that it was, uh, I thought it was just terrific. That's awesome. They also did away with the intermission. Oh. Which I really, that's a show that, hmm. that comes in at 90 minutes. Wow. Hmm. Get that's rid of perfect. the intermission. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why bother? Why bother? That's crazy. Uh, now that said, I thought the three leads were terrific. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I understand what that guy's saying. Mm-hmm. That, that the rest of it kind of outshined them, and they were great. Hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, Garen was going to go, but right when before he got sick. <laughs> yeah, I I decided I really didn't want to go. Even oh, that was before you were sick. Yeah. Why'd you want to go? Why'd you want to I see a, it's a just, classic? It, I, I don't know. It's a classic. I don't know. It was your boss. That it's it's your boss's top five musicals of all time. Which Wouldn't is you why want? I tried to give you the tickets. I, well, you want to say, hey, boss, I saw it, and boy, you're, you're on to something here? But I also realized that I didn't have content for the show, so I went to trivia for Halloween. Oh. And got trivia questions. Yeah. And, well, thank you for doing that, Gary. won the contest. Then you got sick. Oh, so. did, you, did you win? Yeah, I won. Like a little bag of treats or whatever so you sound horrible I, as i'm sitting Doesn't here sound horrible? I, yeah, he does. I, I feel like i'm just, just Get, getting worse it's very warm in this room do you want to go home no i'm already here he's fine he's just getting over it is he yeah wishful thinking i don't yeah i was gonna I'm say wishful thinking. thinking you know how like when you get sick there's like a day or two where it's you're just devastated you know you're just a mess and then there's like a week of you sound shitty but you feel like you're getting better know. elliot your thoughts on that i'm ignoring everything matt just said. Yeah, I, I mean i i i can't tell 
which where where Gary is, so I can't I can't really contribute. I will say though, he's are in there in the blue chair, right, right, right over there. <laughs> Wait, there's somebody over there. there? I can't really, I can't really, you know, the, I can't really the see ball of phlegm over there. <laughs> but I will agree that uh, in my experience, you know, you get sick, then you dip down, then there's a then there's a bump up, and then you get better. That that I will. I don't know if that's what Matt was saying, but that's what I'm saying. That's not what I was saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the bump up was Friday night when I just started. I felt well enough to go see Terminator. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I was. And you realize that was an error. Leaking Look work. at around his face, his nose. It's all red and such. Oh, oh yeah, it was, yeah, it's from blowing my nose a lot. That's just yeah, but even sign, over that's here, symptoms. It's just symptoms of illness. Well, <clears throat> it's, his body is is trying is fighting it. It's, symptoms it's, of the universe. That's that's what the body does when it's like getting saying, "Get out of here, hit the road, Jack." I'm more worried about how I'm going to keep doing it work. Like, oh, you're not going to do well. Yeah. Have you had a call in sick uh, last yeah, week? Yeah, I called out Thursday and Friday. Both Thursday and Friday, you can't do it again. They're going to fire you. <laughs> Yeah, and they told me that. I mean, you're already on thin ice. So <laughs> the last thing you got to do is miss a couple of ships. You th- really think you're on thin ice? No. Oh. Wait, are you you're, you're going home and then to work? Yeah. Taking a nap? Probably. You want to get there sooner than you thought? Seconds. <laughs> I know you want him here. Because he's sick. I know, I know his notes aren't good, but they're better than nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm worried about him. Worried that he says should fine. be should be at home fine. napping. It's fine. Uh, well, we wish you a lot of luck, Garrett. It seems like you're doing a great job. And Thank you. But it's interesting. We'll have a rare free episode trivia question. Usually mm. that happens on Thursday. We get those on Thursday, so oh, it's in true. the players' well, I club. do have two questions. Well, just Brad do, Finn sent us a great one. I'll do, yeah. do one today and then save one for Thursday. All right. Well, I'll do the one that he sent us today. All right. That sounds good. And then we'll set the other one. Is there another trivia tomorrow night? Yeah. You're not going to make it. You're on death's no, door. In fact, I'm telling you not to go. <laughs> Don't go. You're match that match yeah, something. You don't need it. You got it all. You got it banked. You got it banked, right? <laughs> and I also like to stay home and relax, get better. I mean, it's the important shit. thing is the only reason you go to trivia is so that you can ask us one trivia question <laughs> per week. It's not for your own enjoyment. It's all about nope. content. content is king. Yeah. Did no. we have another piece of mail, or did we? I thought we had a second piece of mail from the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you open that box? Look like a vinyl. Yeah, yeah, we did. What oh. did that? What did that end up being? That was a uh, Robbie <laughs> Neville. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The, 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 so we the dance disc. Dance. So we opened yeah. that, and then the German candies. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. So and, we th- and then we. I'm sorry to say, Karen, we ate all your candy. Uh, there was a really uh, we wouldn't have, we we just we were just gonna sample it, but it ended up being literally the best chocolate bar I've ever eaten in my life. It was a Dutch chocolate bar called Chaka Lonely. <laughs> what this guy did was he he sent us all candy that uh, reflected like one for each of us, and and uh, so Elliot's was Fred Ferkel. Yep. Uh, which um, uh, match was the uh, mine was Bala Bala because Bala. I like soccer. <laughs> Jimmy got. Um, Super Dickman's, Super Dickman, because <laughs> I've got a huge cock, and uh, and yours was chocolate only, but wow. you know because you're lonely. The guy knew about your Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that. But we opened it up just to see what it tasted like, and then um, here, try one of these, Garen. That definitely seems like it would also be on brand. That, that I would. What are you doing? An open bag? You hate messes. I thought that the weight of it would, would the weight would stay low. You thought it would be like a bottle flip. I did. What flavors are these? No, you just have to eat them and find out. It's it's kind of a mixed bag. Literally, hey. But, uh, yeah, I ate ate more than I should have of that chocolate only, but then, Jimmy, I think you did the most damage. Oh, there's no question. Don't you agree? (laughs) I'm not a chocolate fan anyway, so don't worry about it. You guys are fine. Well, guess what would have changed your mind about chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking bar. It was delicious. Chocolate lonely. I huh? just had one little bite. These are unnerving. Keep eating it though. Yeah, at first, you come around on at it. At first, it's not good, and then you then you start liking it. It tastes like 
the texture is not unlike a pasta that's left in the colander for too long. <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's one hundred percent accurate. So, that's such a good call. Yeah, it also is a little like a stale Twizzler. Yeah, or a stale uh, cow's tail. A little, it's got a little bit of that too. Yeah, it's got that weird thing inside it that's like a cow's, cow's tail? tail. They call them. It's a brand, but uh, it's like that caramel with the marshmallowy white shit inside with of the it. The white uh, in the middle. I I I have never heard of this. Sometimes oh, it's called it's, a bullseye. Bullseye. D- also not that. I'll have delicious. to look it up. Delicious. All right. They are great. It's just it's just caramel and creamy marshmallowy. Yeah. And whatever. it is. It, it's a win, man. I I feel like I know a lot about junk food. I've never heard of that, so I will have to check it out. Is that a East Coast Midwest thing? They have them out here. No, they got, well they, out here. They're called the cow's tail. They okay. you, you put them, you know, in that rope. Oh, you get it in a whole rope. <coughs> yeah, because yeah, I you know we used to get them in those little wrapper that it was just one. yeah. That's bullseye. Damn right it is. <laughs> in every way, in every way that could be meant. Boy, I uh, I do like those. I, I did not recognize have, it. They have them at uh. Rocket Fizz, I think. Have you ever been to Rocket Fizz? Uh, I've walked by it. I've not uh, been inside. Yeah, that's right. Well. Keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. You're not eating sugar right now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I was gonna, true. I was gonna direct you to go get one of those. Well, when you're back on, uh, yeah, try get, a bullseye over there. That, that that day that that I ruin everything. Go there. Yeah. By the way, Jimmy is massively overselling them. They're 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 cheap candy. They're like they're in the genre of like candy that isn't like candy corn or like, or or uh, kind of. I like candy like corn. Smarties. Like toffee. Like it's just you see a bucket. You know, there's like yeah. probably a barrel full of them, and they're yeah. just it, plastic it, it, wrap. They, they do look a little bit like a toffee. They're like not, a, like they're a, like, a, like a like a like what's the what's the stretchy things? I'm, I'm sorry. The toffee. Taffy. Taffy. Oh. We were saying the wrong what's word. Toffee. Well, to- like, like toffee, fe- yeah, you know, toffee, like toffee, like toffee, and suck on it. And- yeah. <laughs> it's too good for kids. It's I like- call that a dick. <laughs> that is a regional thing. <laughs> it is regional. It is a regional thing. You're right. Uh, I had a bunch of candy on Halloween because that was my one day of the year. Yes. I was allowing myself, and that may have explained why you housed oh, that my candy God. bar. <laughs> I, I was in the same boat. I hadn't, I was, I'm not eating sugar mostly, but I, I you know, every couple of weeks I'll have a day where I just kind of let go and, and Halloween is a great day to do that. Mm. So I went nuts. I had about 9,000 little bags of Skittles wow, and, and, I li- and I like Skittles, but not the way I eat them on Halloween. I, yeah. I'm not, when I, now as an adult, when I'm like picking and choosing when to have sweets, that's not a candy. I don't, I think it's a waste of, of that. Of you know, eating candy. It was one of the, you know, that's what we had for the trick-or-treaters. Mm. And uh, the fact that we had zero trick-or-treaters. Meant you had a lot of skills. <laughs> yeah. And so I was enjoying those. Then Oliver, I, I had a little bit of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we had, the truth is we had one trick-or-treater who came at 444. Oh. And I know that because of the ring. That's so And sad. dude, he came up the walkway with a smile on his face. Oh, no. And it broke my effing heart. Now, did you have something out or no one, no one was we home? We weren't home yet. Damn. Yeah, that's way too early. What's that kid doing? Yeah, where it's was I? It's dark out yet. At 444. Where was I? At, well, that was Thursday. Yep. So I, we were, oh, we were still here. I was on my way home. Oh, yeah. I have a question about that because I get I, I have this image of these days uh, of trick-or-treating actually starting when it's still light out for like the youngest kids. Like if you've got like three or four-year-olds sure. or whatever. Dusk, and you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But our neighborhood is like if we get one a year. Yeah. We don't get anybody. And we put the thing out there and then we hope that it's empty. One year it was empty and the bowl was gone. So, <laughs> you know, oh, I see. So you just, you just, you don't even monitor it. You just. We did one year and we're like, nobody. And then we talked to our neighbors like, yeah, this isn't a big, uh, everybody goes to Village that's Green. Everybody goes over there. Because that's where they am. And then. It's weird because your street, those little streets around you. It's, it's a seems nice very, little place to walk. Right? It yeah, seems very residential. It yeah. seems very family oriented. But nope. Huh. 
We're, we're one of the few houses that decorate for Halloween and or Christmas. Like, we're, it mm. just isn't mm. happening in our neighborhood. And then mm. we got but, excited one year. Like, hey, they're doing it. They're also decorating. But, I mean, it's it, 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 it would seem as though there aren't a lot of kids in your neighborhood, therefore, because decorations is one thing, but just participating. Like, all you have to do is just put a pumpkin out. That's that's all the right. decoration you need to do to invite somebody to give them candy. I can't tell you how sad this kid running up, walking up my uh, yeah. walkway made me, man. Mm. Like, I, like I, I want to find out who he is from the neighborhood and bring him 60 bags of Skittles. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Did you see the video of the, the, yes. the kid who refilled the that was oh, it was adorable. I did not yeah. see that. Uh, Wait, the, the young man came. It's again. It's from a ring or whatever sort of doorbell and video that the person uploaded onto the World Wide Web. And uh, the kid, right, Garen, he walks up and and the bowl is empty. He's like, oh, it's, it looks around. Oh, it's empty. And so then he opened up his bag and took some of his candy oh, oh and God. put it in the bowl. Because there was another kid. I don't know if it was his little sister or yeah. whatever it was, but there was another kid coming up right behind him. And he's That's like, he turns to leave and then sees this other kid coming and then fills the bucket. Wow. wow. Yeah. It was really heartwarming. That's yeah. great. It was like, so there is hope. This what world isn't. Uh, he'll idiot. be on Ellen and Ellen will buy his college. <laughs> <or whatever>. Right. <laughs> right. He'll buy, he'll buy his college. That was, yeah. <laughs> there was somebody else recently that was uh, similar to that. And I was like, oh, that guy's going to be an Ellen next week. I yeah, I forget who it was. I had that same thing. What was it? I don't know, ah, and I don't shoot. know if it actually happened or not. I know Donald Trump, uh, Trump Jr. is uh, going to be on the View this week, and I know there's a wow controversy boy. about that. Why huh. is that happening? I think that the argument, their argument, is we have everybody on. We can't just right. you know. Yeah. And now that said, that guy's a fucking zero, and why are we wasting any time on him? Yeah. Well, it's just like, I, I like watching Bill Maher, and Bill Maher kind of has a similar policy where he brings on conservative folks, whatever, and he had, um, what's his name? Oh. Uh, uh, the guy who has all the, the, the conservative videos on YouTube, Prager, Dennis Prager. Ah. And, and I was just imagining being on that show and, and essentially saying, you know, I really appreciate you're coming on this show. Obviously, the audience isn't going to be on your side, but I just want to say you're an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. and when and here, he's 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 so like down the rabbit hole on those on that side of the conspiracy world that to, for a person who was, was I don't know if he was a national radio personality, he's certainly here in Los Angeles to ha to hear him spew all these things that have no factual support. Right. As though as though they are like everybody else is stupid for not believing it. I just I couldn't. Whew. It's bananas. Right. It, yeah. I mean, it's the same with Trump Jr. It's like yeah. uh, this guy, uh, the fact that he's talking about Hunter Biden going, yeah, you know, when your father's famous, like I know. so unaware. No, 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 no irony at all. Yeah. Joel Stein has just walked in. He's just written a book about <laughs> being elite uh, in defense of uh, being elite. What's it called? In defense of elitism. I have a theory about that. Whole Grab that microphone there. You have a theory about what, sir? About him, uh, Trump Jr.? Yeah, so and Eric Trump uh, also all the Trumps dunce. Mm -hmm. all the the alt right. So I think the concept is if they can say that other people are corrupt, they're not comparing it to themselves. They know they're corrupt, right? But if it's like a Sopranos worldview, if the whole world is corrupt. You're naive not to see that. And mm -hmm. what you want to do is pick the guy from your the corrupt guy from your tribe. Yeah, that's a good point. And, I, yeah. and you're a real idiot if you can't see that in the world. Yeah, and then yeah. it's then it's sort of like. Uh, you're kind of putting them on the putting everyone else on the spot of like, well, uh, you know, you're living in a fool's paradise if you think any of these people are pure. Uh, and I guess the, the the second part of their argument is that the implication is that uh, 
yeah, we're, you know, maybe we do things like that too, but we're doing, we, we have the best interests of, of the country at heart, which they don't, but, uh, but I obviously their supporters think that. One, how can you still support this asshole? I saw yeah. two, uh, I saw two MAGA visors at Universal Studios this weekend. Did you wow. really? Yeah. Visors. Because <laughs> <laughs> the MAGA hat isn't dickish enough. We went visor on it. <laughs> were, were the people wearing it, were they older folk? Were they Asian? Middle-aged white guys. Middle-aged white guys. Yeah. Edward, exactly. Any sort of buns? No. That a hat can't can. Uh, <laughs> oh no, no, no reason. I don't. I don't, I don't see a MAGA with a man bun. That seems. Yeah, no. They were not. Some, it was mullet, yeah. purely I wore, for. I wore a MAGA hat to Cafe Gratitude for a <laughs> column for Los Angeles Magazine, which is the vegan, yeah. very yes. uh, liberal restaurant here in LA, and I wanted to see what would happen. And what happened? What's your guess? Uh, they oh, they knew you nothing. were doing a. You were, they knew you were doing something. No, I, 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 I would guess that uh, they were very polite, but also did not engage you at all. All right, Garen, you that, got any guesses here? You want to blow your nose? What do you want to do? Uh, <coughs> I, I did that. All right, that a boy. Clear up those sinuses. There was a boat that drove past me when I did it. You didn't shake uh, hands with Joel Stein out there, did no, you? No, I did a little. That I tried to. Bumpy, bumpy. You rejected me. Yeah, yeah. good. You rejected, <laughs> you rejected you outright. Liberal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I'm trying. I think vegans are generally a very nice people, so they probably just ignored it. That's my. I would have thought, yeah, kind of similar yeah, to what Elliot was saying. I would have thought that there would be maybe some dirty looks, but no one really said anything. Yeah, no one said anything directly. The uh, the Mexican, I believe, gay waiter was super nice to me, and at the end of the meal, I confessed, and he said he likes to make you know convince people through his actions, oh. like Mexican. And the guy next to me, who had like an MMA jacket and looked kind of scary. I told him afterwards, and he's like, yeah, I knew. Oh. But like you said, because he said no one wears a MAGA hat and is really friendly and tries not to argue with anyone. <laughs> but if he can restaurant. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going there to make a, uh, to, yeah, to yeah. cause a stink. Yeah, yeah you, uh, don't, you, don't, you, you pretty much don't enter into that shop. That's a good point. You don't enter into that shop. Like, you don't expect a MAGA hat person to right. want vegan food. Right. Well, I'll tell you this, Donald Trump Jr., he tweeted out that he's sick of the blue checkmark people telling him what's go, how to live his life. Meanwhile, my book. he's that's got amazing. a blue checkmark. <laughs> that's, that's, that's everything. I got to retweet that and sell six books. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the book is In Defense of Elitism, right? I'm better than you and you're better than somebody else. Or, am I getting this close? You're, you're not even looking. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. There were so many words there. There's, it's, it's a wordy title. It is, yeah. And uh, this is Joel Stein we're talking, about, mm-hmm. by the way. Joel's been here before in our yeah. old studio, I want to say. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Old studio and then also Parkastathon. Let's try yes. to guess what year he did Parkastathon. Without looking? Uh, 2014 is my guess. Uh, that sounds about right. But is it even up there anymore? There yeah, it's over up. there. Is it 14? Mm, or is it? I can't see. It gets too, I don't think too it's sharp an angle. Oh, it's thirteen because there he is. He's right there. P-cat There's a drawing of me. Yeah, yeah. it's right there. <gasps> right, uh, straight ahead of you. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Under right under Andy Richter. Under Andy Richter, and right oh above God. Greg Barrett. So you That's, are better than Greg Barrett, but not as good as Andy Richter on that. Uh, that feels totem great. pole. Being under Andy Richter sounds great, but scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's very outspoken on Twitter. Andy mm-hmm. Richter. He's not afraid of no. uh, TBS letting him go. It's nice of you to have me back because I know you inherently dislike me. <laughs> so it's very sweet of you. I don't. I think you are uh, an annoying author. Yes. And then throw on the fact that you're a Jew. Yes. So, so I'm things. out, man. I'm Jesus out. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I saw Joel last night at the oh. J. Keith Van Stratton show. He was on the previous show with, and I always mispronounce her name, Atsuka. That's right. A- Aseko? Is Perfect. That, 
Is it, is it? You got it right. It seems uh, like you would were going to say that no matter how we pronounced it. <laughs> she's a very funny comedian uh-huh. uh, who I've done many shows with around town. Uh, would actually be great on this. We should. Uh, oh. I should uh, reach out to her and yeah. never get on. Once you uh, figure out her name, uh, that probably would help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's very very funny. Yeah. And um, uh, so you you chose. I want a taxi. Was your. I tried to pick elitist things like classical music mm-hmm. and like uh, I think I've tried to pick Bordeaux wine. And Wait, very specific Bordeaux. Because they just for the listener, they ask you to give three or f- how many? Like three. They asked for three, three topics. Things. But they kept rejecting mine. Oh, okay. they did. Yeah, because they want. I think they wanted pop culture. Yeah, they don't want your elitist nonsense. Want novel Ulysses. So. You know, when I was on, I was on with Beth Littleford. Oh, I love Beth Littleford. And hers was uh, cats. Uh, nope, it okay, was um, uh, artificial sweeteners. Really? Uh huh. That seems hard. Uh, How much can there be? Right. <laughs> it was episode one, right. and mine, of course, was eighties music. So you got enough pop culture with my nonsense, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and then hers uh, was uh, artificial sweeteners. And I think she beat me. Oh no! Because I overthought everything. You choked up. I choked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I choked. Showed myself to be the fraud that I am about the eighties. <laughs> you also choked up. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I choked up. I got well. You <laughs> got know. emotional about being this bad. I, at that. I miss sugar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Joel, uh, so they just they didn't want any elite nonsense. They don't want no. you to be on brand for your book. No. Uh, but so, would you have been able to answer classical music? I think I don't know. I didn't care. It would have been fine. All right. I didn't know if I could answer Taxi. Only reason I picked Taxi was I had been on a game show in like 1995 called Idiot Savants, in which Idiot, you had. Is, a is that Greg Fitzsimmons' show? So, yeah. And so it was Greg Fitzsimmons' show. He won a Cable Ace. <laughs> wow. <laughs> for that? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, the the moment he might have won the Cable Ace for <laughs> was when uh, there were three contestants. And there was a question which had three possible answers. Okay. It was, um, I think it was, it doesn't matter. And uh, the first person guessed wrong, second person guessed wrong. Greg turned to me. All I had to do was say the remaining answer, but instead I repeated someone else's answer (laughs) that was incorrect. This is so stressful being on television. And uh, and he stopped, he walked over to me and hugged me and he said, are you okay, man? <laughs> Which I thought was a great game show Good moment. for him. But, but you had to pick a category if you won the day. So I picked Taxi because I'd been working at TV Guide uh, as a fact checker. And there was a book about Taxi that had a quiz in the back. And I thought, this is pre-internet, I thought, well, they're just going to get this book and ask me these questions. Which is exactly what happened. So it looks insane. You can watch it on YouTube because they get about six question, you know, words into the question. And I yell out like, $1.98. Because I know the question. Right. It looks crazy. That is wow. brilliant on your yeah. part. And it sort of worked. It may, have, may or may not work. Who knows? Well, you have to tune in to the... To the Go Fact Yourself yeah. right. podcast. Did you um, win a lot of money on uh, Idiots of Bonds? I lost money because I did win... When you're on for all five days, and I won one oh. day after being in the dunce corner for the other four days, <laughs> wearing a dunce hat. <laughs> but when I won, I won a ski trip to Colorado. And I paid taxes on that ski trip and never took that ski trip. Oh. <laughs> so it was a big loss for me. Do you ski in general? Well, you said that, like, again, with Jew in the back of your <laughs> <laughs> That's, first of all, you're right. But second of all, the fact that you picked up on that. Uh, we have thousands of years of antenna <laughs> that pick up on that. Uh, I I have skied, but I do not ski. No skier. Yeah. Do you ever do you ski? I did. I I was on a racing team as a kid. What? Yeah. 
Like better off dead, kind of. Yeah, basically. What a great yeah. On that's a, I grew up uh, in uh, Western Massachusetts, and that's what the the winter sport was at my school. So then you're the villain of your yeah, story. You the <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, those guys. There were other guys on my team that were like those guys. Uh, but you've never you haven't taken the kids skiing yet, have you? No. Whoa, why not? I, I haven't. That does make you a lackey, though, Matt. I, Wait a minute. Maybe the question. Is. I think we were this scrappy upstart team that was getting beaten by the bigger schools. So maybe. We're... Why is this the first I'm hearing about this? 13 years into this program, I don't know. But <laughs> did you, I'm a journalist. Did you race to save <laughs> You're the not rec it up. or did you race to have it destroyed? <laughs> we neither. There was no rec center on the line in these races. So none of your parents were installing some type of a condo situation. <laughs> no, that you had to... no, unfortunately. What What about uh, derisive comments? Who was making the derisive comments uh, at the side of the ski slope? Uh, probably our coach. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> yeah he was a little bit of a Cobra Kai situation. We all agree that's a great movie, right? Better off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. I want my, I want my three dollars. Like Did you really that yeah. early? Oh yeah, loved it. Wow. He, he still asks for his two dollars all the time. <laughs> I want my two dollars. Yeah. Love yeah. it. The two guys that learned English from Howard Cosell. One of my favorite movies <laughs> as a kid, and yet I still don't like the claymation sequence. It's so oh, boring. Yeah. It's really boring. Hundred percent. 100 because it's not comedy it's just like the movie stops for this weird yeah. music video <laughs> it's like why yes. is this happening and it's van halen right Did yeah you know? everybody wants some yeah exactly i want some. i hate i hated that <laughs> it's so it's so pointless but i know it's that savage steve holland was really yeah. into stop motion and he just like had to do it you know uh, joel here's some exciting thing uh i had the opportunity to um give a piggyback ride and also kiss diane franklin <laughs> on a live show of never not funny Wait, who? I'm embarrassed. I would lose this point. Who's Diane Franklin? She's the, from, from the French. The, uh, oh, 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 really? I didn't yeah, know her name. I can't pull, um, I can't the pull her, the uh, character's uh, name. Oh, it's... Wow, and she, so she was a guest? She was a guest. Mm -hmm. Do you kiss all your guests? <laughs> Should I be prepared? I would. I'd get, okay. Well, I'm sick, so it's not going to happen today. Oh, that's the I'll, I'll give it the elbow, yeah. Why is everyone sick? Uh, we don't know. He's okay. not. He's battling it. Knock on wood. All right. I'm not was battling it. Maybe you should what? stop. Is it Yvonne or Yvette or something? No. Is it Yvette? Is something it, like that. Something French. Is it Karen? <laughs> is it Monique. Jill? It's Monique. 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 Yeah. How do you not remember uh, Diane Franklin? Everybody our age had a crush on her. What was she in other things? Or just oh, she was in Last American, American Virgin. Virgin. Okay. And Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. All right. But the two, the, the back to back of Last American Virgin and Better Off Dead. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. And and then you just asked to kiss her, or how did this come up? Well, I think it, she. It, we it, made it very. Jimmy made it very clear that he had had a crush on her sure. in the eighties, and uh, she was very kind and uh, and on the cheek obliged. Was, yeah, she kissed me on the cheek. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we didn't make out. My I wife. Maybe this is why you keep getting sick. You make out. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm Richard Dawson. I'm the Richard Dawson of podcasting. Uh, they yeah, speak, they speak the international language, love. The international language of love. That's great. That's, better off. That's the mother, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why well, that was a good movie. Yeah, it's really good. good. A lot of funny. A lot of. I'm gonna revisit it. Uh, Curtis Armstrong's in that, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, this is pure snow. You know what the street value of this is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also, you know, I like the uh, the next one, the One Crazy Summer. I liked uh, most of that too. Yeah, I didn't. Get, I didn't actually even see that when I was a kid. So we saw those two movies, and then. Um, the Rob Reiner movie comes out uh, with John Cusack. Uh, the Sure Thing. The Sure Thing. Yeah. So all my dude friends I take to the movie theater thinking we're getting another better off dead experience. Right. Instead, we get a real romantic comedy. They are pissed. <laughs> they drop me back off at my house, th physically throw me in the bushes in anger. What? No, wait. Uh, I'm confused by that because I thought Sure Thing came first. 
I thought sure. I thought it went sure thing. Better off dead. One crazy summer. I I don't I, remember. I can't. Maybe. So there's holes in your story, counselor. <laughs> <laughs> I know that the sure thing was Rob Runner's. Well, he had done that Spinal was, Tap. That was then, 82. Sure thing was 82 wow. or 83. I want to say. Sure thing was 85. Wait, what was? The sure thing was 85. No, you're Better right off then. dead. 85. And then 86. Sure again. 85. Uh, and then one, one crazy, crazy summer. summer 86. Okay, so you're so you're probably right. There. So it might have been in a second run theater, perhaps. No, 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 don't give me that. He's no, saying no, we're saying we, we want to give you something. <laughs> Find, can you see what the like date of each release was? Because I, I would guess that Sure Thing came out maybe earlier. It's listed than first. I remember going to see Better Off Dead because I like John Cusack so much in the Sure Thing. And by the way, I'm not. I, I didn't mean yeah, to put yeah, your feet yeah, to no, the fire. No, I just. Yeah, I don't want to get a, I would a zillion bet, tweets. I, no, they I may have overlapped. Everything. Sure Thing was March first, eighty five. Oh, you're right. And Better Off Dead was October 11th, 85. Was there another, maybe it wasn't a sure thing then. Was there another romantic comedy John Cusack thing that I would have, no, it would have been that. He was in 16 Candles, Grand View no. USA. No, no, Stand By Me. Do you think I was never thrown in bushes? <laughs> oh, no, I think you were. Okay, I just yeah, don't know yeah, if it because yeah. of this reason. Maybe it scrambled your brain. Say Anything? Was it yes. Say Anything? It was Say Anything. It was say anything. Yes, I'm sorry. that makes more sense. Sorry, thank you. Yeah, yeah that's like 88 Four or something. Four years later. Yeah. yeah. But it makes yeah. sense because you'd go, oh, this is the guy. 88 makes more sense for me because that's when my friends were able to drive because I'm 48. Happy and birthday. New Jersey. Be, that, not, it's not today. It's my birthday. <laughs> oh, I, <see>. <laughs> I thought just uh, dating this whole thing. Uh, I, and I need to apologize to you when I said people, guys our age because you, you're much younger than me than I thought. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Do I look old? I look young. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> So you judge everyone that way? You, that way. you assume everyone is, is younger than yeah, they are. Okay. I do. We live in this world. We live yeah. in Los Angeles. Boy, Joel had a nice joke last night, but I don't want to blow it. Mm-hmm. Be a nice joke uh, where he said. Uh, Get your head out of last night. You're going to spoil something. I don't want to spoil anything, uh, but Joel had a nice response last night. It was uh, because we caught the tail end of his program. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, listen to Go Fact Yourself. That's a good mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I love game shows and I like uh, everybody involved in that program, Helen and Keith and uh, Jim Newman. So, uh, Check that out, and a couple of good episodes coming up. I'm sure they recorded some other ones that are good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Joel Stein is here. He's got a new book out called The Defense of Elitism. Uh, uh, I heard him recently on Morning Joe, uh, mm-hmm. talking with wow. uh, Morning Joe and Mika. Micah? Yep. I don't know. You got mad at her for owning <laughs> yeah. a boat? Yeah, I don't like boat people. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Boat pe- I don't like the boat elite. I shouldn't. Boat people are fine. They're yeah. The immigrants who make our country what it is. <laughs> right, but uh, yeah. the, 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 your yacht folk. You no, know. no good. Nobody does, right? Mm. No, we have a law where if they get 12 miles offshore, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, international waters. Yeah, we, don't, we just want to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> Every country has that rule. I have a question for you, completely on yet off topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a child, did you yep. fear that uh, being out in the water at a beach that you would, uh, uh, pe- uh, people would not be paying attention, you would just float off? And then you just kind of float into the middle of the ocean, never to be found. Was that a fear of yours as a kid? So you're saying when you were little, mm-hmm. you would sit on the beach on shore. No, I would land. be. I would be out there and then afraid that I would float. So you'd be in the water. Yeah. By the way, on Lake Michigan, so not even, <laughs> not even an ocean. Stand or you're out swimming. I'm out on a floaty, and then concerned that I would continue to float out and and not nobody would notice that. Oh, where did, what happened to Jim? And, and, you, and you have no free will. You're not able to paddle back in. I don't. I, I don't I, know what the mindset. It did not occur to me. I think that's logical, <laughs> but it scared the hell out of me. I mean, I, I could see that fear in, in an ocean because maybe the tide pulls you out. Mm-hmm. It's a big lake. Lake Michigan's a big lake. Does it have tides? Well, the tide is high. I know that. Blondie taught us that. You're moving on. Uh, did I ever tell you about the time that I was on one of those floaty things in the ocean? 
And uh, I was just floating there, and I saw – this was in North Carolina, and I saw my stepmom's mother running down the stairs from this beach house we had rented, screaming like like this. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? And I'm just floating like this. And I finally – she's like, shark, shark. Wait, like, what? What? And mind you, I'm paranoid from seeing Jaws of too Of course young. you are. So I, I'm, I'm like, like out of the water like – crazy and she gets up she's like oh my god there was a pot of sharks out there they were gonna they were like right by you there's a pot, a pot, a of, pot sharks. of sharks i'm like a pot of sharks <laughs> dolphins <laughs> there were dolphins feet away from me just doing their little thing and you didn't see them i didn't i had no clue but you were cheated out of what would have been like the, a, a lifetime joy yeah. yes this explains so much and interestingly <laughs> she she used the right group word for what was out there and yeah. yet thought they were yeah. sharks. Of sh- this is your grandmother my grand, my stepmother's mother. Oh, mother. stepmother's mother. Yeah. yeah, that does explain a lot. Yeah. She didn't care. Running down you. on a moo moo, seventy year old woman just running down the stairs. Well, she, your business, Granny. I mean, that means she cared about him. That's you know what you're right. She really didn't she care. Didn't she would have let you get eaten by what she thought were sharks. Because there's like a drop off where it just goes dozens of feet deep, and right. I was like right at the end of that. Sounds like you're out too far. Maybe mm-hmm. you, were living, just, you were living my nightmare. Yeah, that's what made me think about it. Classic Garen just floating, just floating by. <laughs> and no. normally I wouldn't do that kind of thing because I literally would be terrified that Jaws would just suck me. Did through part that. of you want that to happen because you're such a fan of Jaws? <laughs> <laughs> it would be on brand. You'd have the story. Look at your shoes, right? Yeah. To this day, oh, yeah. you wear them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. Well, Garen Cockrell just told the story. Uh, <laughs> Joel Stein is here. He's got the new book in defense of elitism. I want to hear more about Morning Joe because uh, they uh, they uh, they cut him short. Oh. Uh, she Mika asked a question, and then she said, "We got ten seconds." And Joel went into a forty-five minute answer. <laughs> it's going to happen here, right? Well, no, we're not talking about your book at all. We got no time limits. Yeah, so. we, you know, we uh, we got a lot of. Uh, for, uh, economic anxiety in this room oh no so uh, which okay. means we don't care for black people oh wow right, okay. right you had to discover that in your book i want to hear about that actually okay, I, yeah. just scare, uh, I don't know what just happened how they rationalize that bullshit away mm-hmm. um i thought you were talking about mika still and i got confused is it mika or M- micah's the guy that did that great song grace kelly no that was mika both, that's they're mika. Both mika they're both mika yeah well, this woman, has she ever recorded an album? Because <laughs> I like this other Mika. Well, it, it doesn't Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough has a band. Yes, he does. She, she may be involved in that. You think <laughs> she does back? Because they're married, right? They're a couple. They are yeah. married. And the green room, it looks like someone's, uh, you know, someone who you would question their their bedroom with pictures of the two of them in various locations kind of touching yeah. each other. Huh. What? Because the, it's their show. And the, but it's weird because they're married and there's just... Uh, yeah. They have the their green own room green room at MSNBC? Well, yeah. What do you mean? Well, I would, I would think show. the other shows also have, uh, don't they shoot other shows there or no? They, they, I don't they know. Kinda, I don't know how MSNBC works. They control that green room. has Morning Joe um, wallpaper, which I don't know if you can buy in stores, but I would <laughs> If they much. did, yeah. you're in, right? <laughs> totally in. Just add an L to the end of it. And, uh, but I, was, I did some other MSNBC shows, that, MSNBC shows that week, and they put me in the Morning Joe green room. And it's just sad when it's not the real Morning Joe Green Room. They take away the coffee, but they leave the coffee beans. <laughs> the taunt <laughs> you? Depressing. Just the taunt and haunt. And who yeah. else did you go on? What other? Did you go on Lawrence O'Donnell? I've not been on I, I He's not returning my emails. Um, I went on Katie Turr. Oh, I like Katie I like Turr. Too. She was great. I went on Stephanie Rule. I love Stephanie Rule. She's on there with the Velshian Rule. I did. The, she also has her own show, apparently. Yeah. Okay, that's all I did. I thought you liked her. I do like her. 
Um, it's the Velshi bubble. Mm. Buffer is the word I was looking for. <laughs> no, you're sick. We're going to excuse it. Appreciate Speaking it. of sick, this new book is sick, man. <laughs> that's, good, that's how <laughs> kids describe things. Yeah. Uh, right? Do kids say that? That thing's I sick? I don't know. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm young at heart. You are. Uh, all right. Joel Stein's here. We'll be talking around. Matt, I want to talk about Lightstream. Oh, I do too, because I love making sound effects to denote how fast it is to uh, to get your credit card debt taken care of. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's how fast the holidays are approaching, and you may be thinking about how you're going to save some extra dough. Well, consolidate your high interest credit card balances to a lower rate and save with Lightstream. <laughs> now, listen, we've talked about Lightstream before. There's no reason why we won't talk about them again. Yeah, who knows? Maybe this is the last time. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I like these guys. They seem like good people. I feel like we're, we're sharing valuable information with people right now. We're saying, look, you, a lot of people have credit card debt. Their interest rate is out of control. Well, Matt, to that end, uh, the national average interest rate is over 20% APR. That's too high. Well, here's a way to solve that. Get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with auto pay. Your rate is fixed, so as rates continue to rise, your low rate will not budge. There are no fees, and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Now, listen, I'm talking about Lightstream, by the way. Lightstream. Now, there. listen, here is the CTA. That is the Chicago Transit Authority. <laughs> and the call to action. And the call to action. Now, the, just for the listeners of Never Not Funny, apply right now to get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash pardo. That is L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash pardo. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes a 0.50% APR discount. Auto pay discount, to be precise. Mm-hmm. Terms and conditions apply. Offers are subject to change without notice. Uh, to do all of this, you go to lightstream.com slash pardo for more information. Lightstream. Better way to consolidate the credit card debt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2513. Joel Stein is here. Joel's got a, a brand new book out called In Defense of Elitism, uh, where Joel uh, went around. Uh, I guess maybe you could, should explain the book more than uh, I can. You're I'm doing not. great. Uh, you went to various towns that were Trump heavy. No, I just went to one. I spent a week in oh, I this see, just town. One. Well, I, there, I do other things in the book too. Why would you refuse to wear your earphones properly? Uh, you know, because I've seen that uh, episode of the monkeys. It always seemed very cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I wanted to. Should I put them on? Take them off? Well, like, first you said I don't have to it's wear also these. It's loud. I, oh, I can turn them down. Oh, we'll turn. Them down. Uh, is that better? Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I shouldn't wear them. Or, or don't wear them. Yeah, maybe. We'll. Also, I feel like maybe I need to adjust this too because you're. Yeah, that's better. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So you don't need punching. them. Yeah. There's not gonna be a lot of sound effects, right? No, no, if there is, uh, you'll... Uh, oh, actually, there may be a theme song or two. That's true. Yeah, we'll right. tell you when. All right. Oh, that's right. I had a celebrity sighting that I forgot about last week. All right, well, we'll, so get, to, we'll get to it. Put Joel, that on deck. Joel Stein's right. here. Yeah, I just didn't want to forget again. I like that right. you teased it, though. Yeah, yeah. Solid tease. People are getting excited. At Producing. Yep. Uh, so you went to... So the Garen! <laughs> Shut up! I'm trying to get to Joel Stein's book. <laughs> so the point was that I uh, got freaked out during the 2016... Uh, election. Why? What happened? What, what happened? Oh, geez, <laughs> this is going to be hard. Okay, so uh, you'll probably remember Hillary Clinton was running against uh, reality. You're talking about Donald Bill, Trump, Bill's uh, wife. Bill's wife. <laughs> okay. uh, she became a senator and she was uh, Secretary uh, of State. I'm learning so much. We're going to be here for a while. Did she get presidency a shot or something? She did. She decided yeah. to run for presidency a couple times. More than once. Yes. You say. Yeah. Um, never. How'd she do the first time? Uh, not well. I mean, not horribly, but she she blew it. Okay. Uh, running so this Barack wasn't Obama. this wasn't uh, her. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you think? I can't think of the word. Damn it. Uh, Come back to her up for re-election. Up for re- she was not. Up she was for not. Re-election. Up, no. No. This was a she, second attempt. Yeah. Second attempt. <laughs> and right, uh, I just derailed you on my own bit. <laughs> 
So that night I went to like a party on my block at a liberal radio host, Stephanie Miller's house. And I brought a bottle of Trump's sparkling wine because I thought we would open it and mock him with his his attempt to be a member of the elite with his Virginia Blanc de Blanc. And uh, instead it didn't work out that way. And I was really freaked out. Not because a Republican had won because... Republicans have won before. It's it's it, Joel. I'm glad you said that because we've been saying that on this show. It's never been about that. No, it's about this particular well, man winning. Well, specifically, this is the first time that the elite have lost an election since Andrew Jackson lost to John Quincy Adams. It's the first time we just roll the dice on somebody who had huh. no respect for institutions, no interest in the history of this country. It was just. Um, and so I was just literally scared for days. Like I couldn't eat. I was eating like, like bland white foods, mm-hmm. like populists do. Uh, <laughs> and I just I was really freaked out. And I wanted to figure out how this happened. Yeah. And, and what I could do about it. So my first stop was I did. I went to the county with the highest percentage of Trump voters in the country, which is in the Panhandle of Texas. Very rural, very white, very Christian. And I spent a week there trying to figure out why they hate me so much. Uh, I could have just come here. <laughs> Could have saved you a lot of time. And one of the things I learned was that, like one of the things I would ask them, because they were so nice to me, I had such a great time there. I went to church with them, I went to Bible study, um, was that I would say like, do you as white Christians feel more discriminated against than black people? And to a person they would say like, hallelujah. They all believed that. And it took me a while to figure out what that meant. And I think people notice acceleration but they they can feel that but they can't feel speed Mm. so white christians have a lot less power than they used to have Mm -hmm. and changes happen really rapidly like here in la we don't feel like gay marriage or the me too movement or diversity or the knowledge economy or moving to cities are new but to them it's really new Mm. and uh and they they feel like they're losing power you know if you were a white Christian guy in most places in America, you could get a job because one of your friends thought you were a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And that's no longer the case. And they feel like they're being discriminated against. The rules have changed and it's unfair. Hmm. So that was my first stop. So did you find that they, uh, and maybe I'm jumping way ahead here, uh, that these folks voted for him and now that they're seeing how he's behaving and what he's doing, that they've changed? No, they don't like, they never liked him. They wish he'd stop tweeting. They just they just want they they just were I'm Republican. I've always been Republican. I'm voting for that guy. Yes, but more so, it's like we are in an existential crisis in this country. This country is going to stop being American. It's going to stop being Christian. It's going to stop having values that I can believe in. Mm. And when you've got a cockroach infestation, you bring in the exterminator. And if he's a crude guy who shows his butt crack, who you wouldn't want to have over for dinner, but he gets the job done, you deal with him. I see. Like you choose a general because he can win your war, not because he's the nicest person. Mm. So I don't think they liked Trump. These were, they're Christians. Like How could they? They don't curse. Right? It's a dry county. I mean, he doesn't drink either, I guess. But they they find like, him they offensive. like Mitch Hedberg, that sort of thing. <laughs> they, <laughs> very like Stephen Wright. They like a Stephen yeah, Wright or William yeah. Liebman. More than Mitch Hedberg is a full offensive. It's too, much, too many drug references. All right, just making sure. <laughs> I think I wrote the first Mitch Hedberg article really? nationally. Whoa. I went to. I saw him at um, uh, Juice Pont Rio. Where? It, uh, just, just for laughs, laughs. Oh. in Montreal. <laughs> and and he, I mean, he's just the funniest so thing I've seen. So fucking elitist, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping the French on us. I thought he was so funny. I, I, I was sent there like fine people were funny and he was by far the funniest. I will tell you this. I, I saw him on television and thought he was fine. And I didn't understand why the world was going crazy for him. Mm-hmm. 
Then he was uh, on a lineup with me at the Improv, and Danielle was with me, my beautiful wife, Danielle. And um, I was like, holy shit, I get it. Like, it took me to see it live to go, oh, my, this guy's amazing. That's confusing to me, because I think the jokes are are great. 100% agree but with you. he would close his eyes and not engage in the audience and just try and get through it. So I didn't find him on stage to be that great a presence. But you found that to be... It, something about that night, it worked. Okay. And then it flipped me. It completely flipped me. Interesting. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Until then, I was like, he's just Stephen Wright. He's just a guy doing one-liners. Yeah. Like, why are we, why are we uh, you know, bending at the knee for this guy? And right. then it was like, oh. He's, but just yeah. Stephen Wright's not such a bad thing. No, That's, no, I was going to say yeah. the same thing. Like, there's only been like three guys. I don't know. Like, is there a third guy? Uh, maybe Emo is. But he was yeah. different because he's more... Uh, a character there. Yeah, more weird. of a character mm-hmm. and less. But but yeah, it, like Stephen Wright isn't. He's unique, but part of what was unique is like no one else could do that. And so a, a second guy coming along and being able to do that kind of thing is noteworthy. You know? Agreed. And there was a bit personality wise, there was a yeah. difference. Um, Stonery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got those glasses on. You can't see. Let us in. That's what I would say. <laughs> oh, maybe that would have helped. Mm. Too late. Uh, how long were you there? A month? I was there a week. Just seven days. Seven days. That's right. And when was when did that trip happen? Like two years ago. Okay. And then from there, I like went to the most elite place I could go to, which uh, which was on my block. So I, my, <laughs> Stephanie Miller throws these resistance parties mm-hmm. where it was like I went and it was like Rob Reiner and Moby and Malcolm Nance and uh, all these people get together. This was shortly after the election. And they were talking about like how he was about to be impeached once people saw the P tape. And I was like, are you people not keeping up on pornography at all? Like no <laughs> one's gonna be freaked out by urination in, right. in 2018. So they were convinced that President Pence was coming soon and how they were gonna deal with that. And I just felt like these two worlds weren't talking to each other. So then I went out and met what I called the elite, uh, the populist elites, who were the people who kind of you know, who are arguing for populist ideas, but they are members of the elite. So I hung out with Tucker Carlson uh, and I spent time with uh, Scott Adams, the guy who created Dilbert, who's now become a Trump fan. Have you guys right. watched him at all? I have not, I've but tried, I tried to avoid him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've read some of stuff about him and I'm like, wow, it's a strange search to go from being the Dilbert guy to like this very famous now, like kind of like a guy who has an opinion of, <laughs> about politics. Yeah. He's Odd. deep into the conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah. He is. huh? Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, as I was leaving, I think he said to me, um, he compared my being so liberal as, as Justin Trudeau, who he called, um, uh, Fidel Castro's son. I was like, Oh, that's a hyperbolic, hyperbolic way of calling someone very liberal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait, you don't know? Like, Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's son. And then we got on the internet. Wow. And he, this is, anyone on the right knows this story. Whether they believe it is different, but everyone else knows this. So there's a theory that Justin Trudeau, and I was like, this is a crazy conspiracy theory because we all know who Justin Trudeau's dad is because he was the prime minister of Canada. Yeah. Uh, but they believe that the, his mom took a trip to meet Fidel Castro, which is true, but it was after Justin was born and that uh, impregnated her with Justin Trudeau. And they also believe that Hillary Clinton is Webb Hubble's son and that Bill Clinton has a black child named Danny that he uh, slept with a prostitute and birthed. I, I'm glad to be spreading these on your I, show. I've, I've <laughs> got to ask a question. So do they think that politics are genetic? 
Well, what I think <laughs> is they, yes. It's so it used question. to be, it's interesting, the Danny rumor is about Bill Clinton being kind of slimy and untrustworthy right. and you can't, you know, these creepy boomer people with no morals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the new rumors, like the, the Chelsea Clinton Webb Hubble one or the Justin Trudeau one, are more about the fact that there's like a small elite ruling class that only deals with each other. And it's kind of why you can get away with saying like, this Hunter Biden thing is worth calling other countries about. Because the idea is there's a small group of people who are self-dealing and, and really helping themselves and not caring about America. And if we could just get those few people who apparently own some kind of pizza parlor in <laughs> DC, right. it's yeah. all related, right. then, then we can rid the country of, this, of the swamp and the rot. Wait, who is Chelsea? I don't know the, the person who you said was Oh, Webb Chelsea. Hubble was in the uh, Clinton administration. Oh, okay. Yeah, Web- Webster Hubble. Got it. Uh, did you know who that was? I did not, but I like the name Webb. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> fun. The bizarre thing is that we are now living in a time where that can be true. Right. And you wouldn't think that that's possible ten, five years ago, ten years ago. That stuff would be insane. Now, we're dealing with shit like Jeffrey Epstein, who right. Right. was murdered, and now it's like... It's bizarre. Well, we have more access to information, but that just leads to more possibilities for people being misinformed. Jeffrey Epstein and the um, Varsity Blues scandal are very bad for the elites because it does get at a lot of the fears and conspiracy Mm -hmm. theories about the elite. Right. Because during that election, Hillary Clinton really represented something that she represented Davos and Wall Street and, you know, people like me, whereas Trump represented beating up people like me which was much <laughs> much more appealing which is insane because again he's got gold everywhere but okay so look. that's what i talk about in the book which is the intellectual elite versus the uh boat elite as okay. i call them so i think we're having this battle between two different there's always gonna be someone ruling the world and all these countries are having this battle now between the intellectual elite who believe in globalism and trade and immigration uh and democracy and these boat elite who really are more about money and power and mm. tribes and mm. nationalism. And they, they're so like our team, their team wants a yacht and like our team just wants a Ted talk. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they have very, very different value systems. And there's, there's a battle for whose vision is going to work for the world. And I'm really nervous about it. Do you solve this in your book? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is it on you the last the, page? It is on the last page. Oh, oh just go to the back. You have to put lemon juice on it oh, okay. and, oh. hold, and hold it up to a, uh, oh, to a should, candle. Oh, I love it. Like and put it in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love I love it. it. Uh, I'm just going to skip to the last page. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of that stuff. I'm probably not even going to do that, to be honest with you. Um, all right, Jill Stein is here. He's taking time away from bothering poor people. Uh, <laughs> that's what I took away from that story. Fast, they sounded very polite when you intruded on their lives. Get out of here. I feel like you were all very quiet and very polite, but I missold the book. It's, it, I think it's funny, the book. Oh, okay. But well, you're, you're a funny guy, well, and, and your writing get, is funny. And yeah. But I get so serious about this. But in the book, I tried to be It's funny. a serious it's, issue. <laughs> it is, but every other book about politics is so angry that yeah. I tried to like have a book where I can just listen to people and then mm-hmm. make fun of them. Let me ask you yeah. a question. You brought up Malcolm Nance, who uh, I, did. I saw him speak once. and uh, But there are some people that think he's a uh, wingnut. That, uh, that he's a yeah. left, uh, that he's a conspiracy well, know, theory from another side. I didn't. I don't know anything about him. He was just at this dinner, and P, and Rob Reiner was very excited to hear him talk and not me talk. Because <laughs> at some point, I was really there to meet Rob Reiner. Let's face facts. Yes. And I uh, at some point made some comment like, "Hey, I don't think Trump is really the problem. I think he's just you know one tiny mole 
that you know slicing off isn't going to solve there's a cancer that's in almost every country now this the populism mm-hmm. and everyone looked at me like i was an asshole oh jesus oh, wow. really yeah because huh. i was supposed to just talk about how awful trump was yeah and and rob reiner just uh I think he thought I was Jill Stein, first of all. <laughs> and uh, was very, very disinterested in me. Really? And, uh, yeah, I'm very interested Malcolm. in Malcolm Nance. Because Malcolm Nance had all this intel. So I don't know much about him. If you get another crack at uh, ingratiating yourself to Rob Reiner, just ask him about Monopoly. <laughs> the game Monopoly? Yeah, because yeah. he can recite every piece on the board from memory, like in order around every the property. thing. He did that here in that ch- in that very chair. He did that, and uh, it was very entertaining. It may be the greatest thing to ever happen on this program. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, it was really funny. Yes, but Baltic, he loves he loves Mediterranean, <laughs> Connecticut. Oh no, Vermont. You skipped. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you're already out. All right, sorry. Okay, fine. By the way, we didn't yeah. fact check him. We just sat here oh, and watched him but do me, it. Me, you fact check. No, no, two spaces in. No, I'm pretty, no Garen, Garen, Garen was on it. Oh, that's right. And here come the yellows. Yeah. Now <laughs> you have the yellows. <laughs> oh wait, but did I? You just saying that I skipped like the railroad and the? You want yeah, but he piece. didn't. Oh, I have no idea. He, oh, he, he got every single he did space. property tax. Like those are the ones I skipped that you're yep. mad about. Okay, he, yeah. not mad, Nobody's just mad. They were mad. I did go to Carl Reiner's house for lunch. Oh, that's cool. With him and Mel. Mel was not there. It was me, George Shapiro, Phil uh, Rosenthal, and uh, nice. and Carl. What did you, you guys have? Locks? We did. <laughs> you really hate wow. Jews. <laughs> we, in fact, had Jewish deli. Uh, of course you did. There was, there was some locks. Yeah. Uh, well, that, would, that had to be amazing. Amazing. Right. And Carl Reiner is keeping up on the news. Not a Trump fan. Uh, no, he's not. No. He, he tweets out from time to time. Oh, yeah. Not as much as Rob, but... No, uh, no one does. <laughs> except for Trump. Trump and Rob are in a contest. I love Rob's. I, and I love... You know, the truth is, it, whether Malcolm Nance is a nut job, I... Mm-hmm. I, I, I it, he's a nut job on your team. He's on my team. Yeah, and, that's... And I, I, don't, those, I don't know if that's a great way to think, though. It's not. I, yeah, so I okay. 100% know. And it's very... I was going to say, it's very John Olivery that he'll, he'll tweet something and go, we got him! Yeah. yeah. Malcolm Nance Honey, Malcolm Nance has spoken. We got him. And then it's like... Uh, it turns out that I don't know. Okay. Well, so in my book, I uh, spend time with a guy who is one of the top fake news uh, kingpins during the election. Like, and his, like cre- created fake news? He created a lot of fake news. Okay. Really? Yeah. And uh, he has a, he's a really interesting story of how he got into it, which was he was... So I went to go meet him, and I'd spent time with like Milo Yiannopoulos, and I was expecting another right-wing, alt-right kind of nut. And I got there, and he looked like me, and he... And I quickly found that he had been a liberal journalist who'd been laid off from some weekly in Florida. And then he was on his computer late at night, like angry about the alt-right. And was like, I'm going to trick them and write a fake story. And they're going to believe it. And then I'll reveal it's fake. And they'll all be revealed as idiots. And they'll feel bad. When half of that worked, right? Like they believed it. But then when he said it was fake, they didn't care. Because they said like, oh, if this instance isn't true, this Mm -hmm. is generally true. And it's good enough. And what he quickly learned is that you can write fake articles and people will put them on Facebook and use them as grenades to lob at other people. Yeah. But never read and never open it. Yeah. So he would write like in the third paragraph, like this is fake or whatever. And no one would ever see it. Uh, so so he it quickly went from like a political science experiment to a making money experiment. And he eventually got caught after the election by NPR. But one thing he noticed, and then I talked to the guy who wrote uh, Shit My Dad Says, because he puts out fake stories sometimes on Twitter that are really funny. But what they both learned was that they thought before the election that only Republicans were dumb enough to believe in fake news. But what they found out was like after the power switched in 2016, now liberals 
because we just were so desperate and so angry and so frustrated that we'll believe fake news yeah. too now. You know, we believe there's a guerrilla channel in Trump's uh, White House and all kinds of other things that aren't true. I may not know what that I means. I don't know what that means. There's this great fake news story after the election that was that Trump had asked for the guerrilla channel on his cable and there, <laughs> oh, there, yeah. there was no guerrilla channel. So the White House staff had to like piece together. Oh, I did hear that. Go ahead, though. Yeah, yes. uh, you know, National Geographic bits of guerrillas so fighting was on the- and run it on loop and convince him it was a channel. <laughs> and we don't know that's true? That is not true. We know it's not. We know it's not true. Why? Who told you that? <laughs> Kellyanne Conway? <laughs> Who told you it's not true, Joe? It wasn't Kellyanne. No, I think it's been widely reported that it's not. Nope. All right. They're not capable of making a guerrilla channel. They can't get that together. They can't correct his, his typos. <laughs> That's not, you yeah. make a great point. Yeah. That said, I would love the guerrilla channel. It's not a bad idea. I feel like that would be the one thing they could actually manage. Yeah, because it's just fake like, logo. It's a yeah. I created a fake story for the book that I put out on Twitter that a bunch of people believed, which is not a great move as a journalist for my career. But no one you seems to care. You put your own name on it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's who does me? And what the the um, shit my dad got shit my dad says guy. Uh, told me was that you can go into Google Chrome and just change the words in any article so it's still laid out like the New York Times or whatever and you just change some of the sentences mm-hmm. and then you screen grab it and you tweet it or Instagram and it looks totally perfect. Yeah. So wow. it was the week that Stormy Daniels was in touch saying that she had had sex with Donald Trump. So I just changed a couple lines to read that after they had sex he had said something about there being 50 senators and she corrected him saying there was 100 senators and he's like, no, 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 honey, there's 50. And then he started singing the 50 Nifty United States song, and she couldn't stop him. And so many smart people, Lawrence O'Donnell retweeted it, I believe. No, 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 no he didn't. He retweeted Justin's, which was about a similar thing, which was about um, after they had sex, Trump called down to room service and asked for a pizza and he wanted the toppings to be little tiny pizzas. So, <laughs> <laughs> a pizza of pizzas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Lawrence already drew that. But but lots of people thought mine was real, which I felt bad about. Um, and you, now you're friends with Lawrence O'Donnell? Here, uh, I don't know. He's not returning my emails. I know him a tiny bit, you know, but he hasn't had me on. He was married. This is a piece of trivia. Uh, okay. He was married to the star, the female star of uh, Modern Romance, the Albert Brooks movie. Wow. Really? They were married for many, many years. Well, huh. When I first knew him, he was dating Kerry Washington. Wow. Can I say that? Maybe that's not, that's, I don't think, I think that was Only you know. public. <laughs> yeah. said, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but my, uh, my my son yesterday, when we discovered that information, because uh, we, were, we were talking in the car, like, what happened to that woman? She was really good and talented in that movie. And then Danielle uh, looked her up and she goes, you're never going to guess who she was married to. And then uh, she said, Lawrence O'Donnell. And then Oliver jumped in with it. Uh, good evening. Wait, damn it. He does an oh, impression? Th- th- thank you, Rachel. Yeah, he does. <laughs> really? He does Lawrence O'Donnell. He jumped in with, uh, there, there's no more uncomfortable crosstalk than Rachel Maddow into Lawrence O'Donnell. It's, so you're watching a lot of MSNBC in your home. We really just watch that crosstalk. <laughs> we <laughs> tune in to see how awkward it can we get. Really, it, it, it is awkward because he has such reverence for her okay. that it's it's just sycophantic ass kissing. Like uncomfortable. Another great show, Rachel. Another one, and the, and then he goes a little. Uh, I, I I think he's the Hannity of MSNBC. He gets a little a uh, uh, little out there. Little, oh, really? uh, more than her. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You think she gets out there? No, I don't watch. The, the news. How do you know how to keep up? Just read the paper. I don't know. 
that seems like a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I think printer learns them in books is done. I think is done is done is what I yeah. said. Yeah. Is done. You like proved I, your point, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's check in very quickly over there at the Pop Culture Business Info Desk. That is sponsored by DogPile.com. That's Garrett Cockerell. He's a little bit under the weather. Uh, so we'll keep things tight today so he doesn't have to worry about uh, stressing that voice out and using his nose. Um, <laughs> Garen, uh, so you went to Halloween trivia. Now, Joel, here's what happens with mm-hmm. trivia on the show. Yep. Garen goes to trivia. Last week he went to Halloween horror trivia. Oh, scary. And he brings back what will be the final question. And we he will give us the – is the topic just horror? No, 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 no. This is uh – the topic. Oh, you were going to give us the other one that. Uh, oh, that's yeah. right. My apologies. Brad gonna, Gage. He's going to give us um, Brad wait. Finn. Oh, who? Brad Finn. It's not all uh, about Brad Gage, Matt. Boy, it should it be though. Shouldn't yeah, it? I, mean, I saw him on something the other day. Oh, only, right. There's only one oh, Brad okay. in my book. <laughs> yeah, that's Brad Gage. That's right. Brad Gage is this uh, charming young man that came into this room uh, to pick something up once, and uh, we literally were starstruck by this kid. <laughs> And uh, then we invited him on the show. As a, it, it turns out he's a comic and an actor. We oh, did okay. not know that when he came right. in. But he had star power. He, he did. did yeah. It is interesting after living in L.A. that you can walk in a room and see, sometimes you see famous people who have no star power and you don't even notice them for a while. Right. Yes. They were in the room the whole time with you. And then sometimes there's just somebody. Yeah. By the just, way, Hollywood does not agree with us. Yeah, this guy Brad, has, Brad, Brad, Brad has, has no career. He's working. He's working. I see him I see him every once in a but while. But he's things. not. The, he didn't explain. You got to put in your time. There's more to a successful career than just star power but it's a thing yes it is weirdly yeah. a thing yeah. he's got it yeah brad gage has i bet he does well in the dating world i bet it, it plays well there i bet you're in you don't know anything about brad's I don't know life either. and i don't want to it's oh. his business not okay, mine good for you wow right live your life brad. didn't mean it enjoy i didn't know the rules uh so <laughs> he's gonna give us a topic yep and uh not unlike final jeopardy we all mm-hmm. are starting with 25 fake points mm-hmm. you will say how much you want to bet oh. uh and then we will all answer <clears throat> one quick question yeah i know how this works Okay. All right. Darren, give us. Oh, the, if you're going to ask, does it matter? The answer is no. <laughs> give us a category, sir. Music. Oh, music. 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 Oh, shoot. That's so open ended. I don't know music. Yeah. I'm going to go 25. Yeah, I'm going to go 26. No. <laughs> you can't do that. I got an extra buck. No. I'll go 25. Uh, I'm gonna. My my music is not as strong as yours. I'm going to go 10. Right. And by the way, you don't have to do a multiple of five, Joel. Okay, so you two bet twenty five. He bet ten. Yeah. I, I, I So logically, he, I, he always just goes twenty five because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So therefore, taking the fun out of it. <laughs> well, no, but I don't always actually. But I think that, and I mean to do it. I'm going to go nine dollars betting just in case it's not, so hard we all lose. It's not dollars. Not money. But, uh, <laughs> it's points. Points. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's that's the right that's the right that's the right call. Wait, what did you say, Elliot? I said ten. Okay. He yeah. said nine. So, you're going nine. so nine if we all get it wrong, Joel yeah. wins. Yeah. Right. Bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question is. All right. In the music category. Yeah. Who was the first woman to write, produce, and record a number one single on the Billboard chart? Who was the first woman to write, write record, pro- and produce? And produce. I need the singer and the song. No, you don't. You need the singer. I need both. The question said who was. I, like, I think both. You I, shut I up. <laughs> I need both. You got all this $9. Uh-huh. <laughs> the tricky, the tricky part with this, I think, is the producing part. So wait, you said the number one hit. Is that what you said? Yes. I'm going to say little, little Ava Locomotion. I'm going to. I say, don't know if she wrote. Produ- I don't know if she had anything about with that. Come on, I have recorded that song. Wait, the, the Billboard charts is that the? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Do, do you she, all know what year that started, or is that part of the information? It's it's a long time. It started yeah. in the '60s, early going, '60s. I think. It did Be- before before yeah. that, I think. Okay. Well, the the. 
I've been looking the at the hot 100. I think it was like late 50s, early 60s. Oh, then it might not be Little Ava Locomotion. No, that was that's in the air. I'm sticking with Little, Little Ava Locomotion. I have a backup. So you're saying she? Uh, this woman wrote, recorded, and produced. And produced. Oh man, that's tough. My number one single. She was the first. Uh, was the first. I, I'm writing down my backup. I'm writing down my backup. <laughs> Matt. Okay. Wait. Well, I I think I think it's Janet Jackson. And uh, I don't know what her first number one single was, though. I can't uh, can't pull it. Um, I'll just say um, it's, it's got to be from Control. I don't think she produced control, control. control. I think she got a producer credit. Mm-hmm. Maybe she didn't get a producer credit until Rhythm Nation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Miss You Much by Janet Jackson. All right. All right. Joel. I wanted to say how much is that doggy in the window, but I don't know <laughs> who's saying that. That's so, Peggy. Peggy. Lee? Is it Peggy Gish? Lee? The Gish sister. Um, the Gish. Like Annabelle Gishes? Yeah. Annabelle. Uh, <laughs> so but instead, I'm going to go with, um, I'll go Cindy Lauper's um, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. No. All right. I'm going to tell you no, because I believe Robert Hazard wrote that song. Now, do you, oh, are you in, well done. Do you know I think if, she produ- if this woman wrote and produced alone, or did she have writing and producing partners? I do not know the answer to that question. Well, I'll be able to tell you. Gu- guess. I will not be able to tell you. Guess. Nope. Knowing the answer, what do you think the answer is? Did she or did she not? She probably had partners. Assistance. Okay. You might be honest on something. Mm. Janet Jackson. Patty Page did Dog in the Oh, it's Patty Page, Patty not Page. Peggy. Mm. Yeah, Patty Page. All right. Well, I'm not going to let that change my my guess, which is Carly Simon, you're so vain. Oh, that's a good guess. I like that. Solid guess. That's a good guess. Uh, all right, go ahead, Garen. I'm going to tell you guys right now. What? These are all great answers. But and none of them are correct. Right. <laughs> right. Of course not. All right. All right. Uh, can you can you can you hint us whether or not we're in can the right? Can you give us a decade? Yeah. Yeah, give us a decade. But the game's over and I won, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, you, yes, you did win. Yeah, you won, I, Joel. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> 80s. 80s. 80s song. So so 80s leaning on 90s or 80s leaning on 90s. Oh shoot, uh, Madonna Borderline. That's another good guess. That's early. Lucky star. All right, my get my my backup that was Carol be. King. Uh, I was thinking oh. Carol King. And so far away, I don't even know if it went to number one. I don't. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so late. All the other people I was thinking of because I was thinking of like Dionne Warwick, maybe. Yeah, I thought of Dionne as well. But you got to remember that in those eras. Hey, I don't have to remember anything. About it. <laughs> you got to remember your place. How about that? <laughs> Wait. So what are you saying, Gary? That, that they didn't let. Female singers. All right, I'm gonna. That. Here, here. I'm gonna say Pebbles, Mercedes Boy. Whoa, wow! Dude, she didn't write it. She no barely was saying it. No way it went to number one either. Did that go to number one? I bet it. Right in my Mercedes. No, it didn't go to number one. It went to number All right, four. I'm gonna. As 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 I'm as I'm. <laughs> if it went to number four, you give me a dollar. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look up how high Mercedes Boy. By Mercedes Pebbles Boy. Went. How high did that chart? <laughs> I'm guessing number four. And if I'm right, I get one. <sighs> late eighties or late eighties, possible nineties. Is Guys, it, uh, get your money out. What? Mercedes Boy was a big hit in the United States. Mm-hmm. It got to? Peaking at number two oh. on the Billboard Hot so 100. You give me a I don't give you any money. It yeah. wasn't number four. <laughs> it wasn't number four. That's it. <laughs> that was it. Number four, I get money. Anything else, it's... Uh... Oh, wait. Oh, you, you. I thought you were betting that it was number one. No, no. I said... I said. He said number four. He very clearly said number four. Was it never number four if it got to number two? Ah. Oh, I might have jumped over it. Now we're splitting hairs. But I was saying that the highest I got was four. Yeah, so that's, no that, that was the interpretation. Uh, is this a uh, is this is this woman? Um, is it R and B? Yeah, that was my. Are we are we calling uh, this R and B? No. no. Is okay. it uh, is it like pop? It's pop. It's, it's straight pop. Straight pop in the late eighties. Late eighties. 
It's not Cheryl Crow. That's too no. soon for Cheryl that's Crow. Like, yeah, this is right in my wheelhouse. I feel like for well, I'm, I'm, if you gave me these clues, I would still say Janet Jackson. I, so wait, what, I, I'm shocked. Yeah. What about Paula Abdul? Then maybe is, that a, is another, she didn't well, write. She didn't write. Or produce. Yeah. I don't think she did. <laughs> she might have co-written a couple things, but yeah, she didn't produce. Um, well, what about like somebody like Whitney Houston or... Um, she never wrote. Stop it. Did she? Stop it. <laughs> well, I've told you to stop. to stop it. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> I insist you stop making me laugh. <laughs> did Celine Dion ever... Uh, <laughs> too early. Too, too early. Come on, man. Although she, 89 was her first. Actually, yeah, when she was first breaking out, that was... I'm just trying to think of somebody who had like that power and is also in pop. Kind of want serious guesses here today. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, that country lady? Oh, Shania. Yeah, no, was she early enough? Her husband produced everything. Okay, yeah, her too, husband at the time, Mutt, Mutt Lang, yeah. and then spent it all at Caesars. Did he? Yeah, she she would perform Ooh. in Vegas forever, and they would just get the money right back at the tables. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a really good system. Mutt had a tough time with the, uh, yeah, the gambling, huh? Yeah. I think they're divorced now, right? Are they? Can't be surprised. I think sure I yes, yeah. He loved the pauses and the parentheses. Those are his, <laughs> those are his signature. Whether it's Def Leppard or yeah. Shania, yeah. How about thumbs down, Jennifer Lopez? I like his production. Now, too, too way too early. Just leave the room. With the yeah, <laughs> come on, man. Think, use your head. <laughs> eighty nine, not ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't remember when. She and started. is the song from eighty nine? Why don't you um, look this song up? Give us the exact year, since we apparently are sucking at that. And the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Eighty eight. Right, April eleventh, nineteen eighty eight. Eighty eight female. Anyway, number pop. one. And it is number Madonna, one. even though the song was wrong. It is not Madonna. Someone threw that she out. wrote this herself and produced this herself. This song. Is Alone. It, was this an outlier or is this a big <laughs> star? Like this one hit wonder or like She was not a one hit wonder. And you're saying about your uh, uh, no other producers or anything? On this single, no. Is it Jody Watley? No. Is it Taylor Dane? No. Those are good guesses. Those are leaning more towards the R&B side. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. But they might have been on pop. Well, Taylor Dane is more poppy than Yeah, but you're saying pop. This is pop. this is out. This is pop. This is bubblegum. Joel's already said he doesn't nothing about music. He can't be oh. there. Is it Debbie Gibson? It is Debbie Gibson. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. You know the song. It's lost a in great your eyes. Song. It is not lost in no, your no, eyes. No, no, no. It's um, Electric Youth. Nope. It was the big hit. It was um Matt, isn't this your girl? No, no that's not his girl. Paul Abdul. Paul well, I know Paul Abdul. She's forever my girl. My dreams. <laughs> it's her fourth single and her first ballad, which it's, I would have thought Lost in Your Eyes was her first ballad. I, I thought so not. too. Yeah, that's weird. I can't pull it. I was a Tiffany guy. <laughs> I, I, I went on a fake date with humor. Tiffany. No, you what? True. Went on a fake Hold date on. with Tiffany. Hold on, Garen. Hold I'm going to ask you to shut your mouth. <laughs> and I and I interviewed Debbie Gibson for my uh, failed VH1 animated show, Hey Joel, that only aired in Canada and <laughs> South Africa for, for 11 episodes. <laughs> wow. It's not entirely failed. So I should know. And I think I sang the song you did. in the pilot. All yeah. right. What was it, Garen, Garen, please? Foolish Beat. Foolish Beat? What? Foolish Beat. It's not true. That went to number one? No, it's not. Foolish Beat? Foolish Beat went to number one? Yeah. Play a little bit, because I I don't even know what we're talking about. I refuse to believe that. That came out before Lost in Your Eyes? That's shocking. I will tell you, I've seen Debbie Gibson perform in the last year, and she didn't even perform that song. Was it a mall? (laughs) It was not a mall. It was the Hollywood Bowl, sir. Sort of a mall. (laughs) (laughs) It was part of a New Kids on the Block, and uh, many other artists were involved. You know the song. They probably do, but I don't remember it. <laughs> I like the sax. I think the production sucks. Yeah, really <laughs> Who <does>. did it? <laughs> I 
Yeah, this is the golden age of saxophones. This went to number one? That's, I'm genuinely shocked. I, am, I do recognize it. Oh, I do too. I just, like, I would not have picked this as a number one song. Must have been a weak, uh, a weak, weak. Who'd she push aside? Pebbles? <laughs> that poor woman. <laughs> oh, shut it down. Yeah. Tired of it. No, I want to hear the chorus. I'm sick of it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I totally recognize Classic it now. pre-chorus. I refuse to believe this went number one. Mm-mm. She was hot. I know she was, Kids brother. loved her. I want to hear about this date with Tiffany. All right, shut it down, girl. Never love again. Oh yeah, this is. I remember this being big. I was I was just getting out of. Uh, but high number school one, I've big? never heard it. Yeah, really. Until June twenty fifth, nineteen eighty eight, the record for the youngest person to write, produce, and perform a number one single. All right. Well, we thank That's Brad 17. Finn for sending that. He'll never be Brad Gage, though. I'll tell you that. Nope. Thank you for that, but you know, it doesn't even get you close to Brad Gage. I can't wait to meet Brad, Brad Gage. <laughs> love him. You are really? going to instantly love Brad Gage. Do you think that he's, that his being a redhead is hurting him? Yeah. Uh, not it's in this room. <laughs> not, not in this room, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you went on a fake, what, was it for television or for a story? It was for a column. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, was a, there was a show on TV where you got to go on a date with a celebrity, like Star Dates. I was on yeah. VH1 maybe for a little while. Okay. And I asked if they could set me up on a star date. And they set me up with Tiffany. And? Uh, we went out. I flew out, I believe, from New York to L.A. And we went to a restaurant La Cienega, like Koi, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that a place? Mm-hmm. And, um, and we had a lovely evening. And uh, she basically said she would have never dated me because I'm not cool or tough enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm not her a, type. She's looking for a cool, tough guy. Yes. Yes. Okay, I don't yeah. like knowing that because uh, that means I never had a shot. No, we never had a shot with I Tiffany. I never would have had a shot, no. huh? No, Deborah Gibson, maybe. Tiffany, no. Okay. You can tell that that's because she would wear a lot of fringe leather jackets. Like, she clearly <laughs> leaned that direction. <laughs> yeah, I never got to see the tape because uh, VH1 claimed... Oh, there was a camera crew with you. There was a camera because we did it just like it was the show. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. And then I was going to review the tape, but yeah. they claimed it was lost in a fire. What? In a warehouse, mm. which is never true. Why would they not want to? Was it to lost in a fight that Tiffany they, said? They just, they just misplaced it and couldn't find it. But why? Why would they want to bury that? It was an accident. They just didn't know what they were doing. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, they, It wasn't intentional. No, and they were embarrassed a... and then made up the fire story. Yeah. yeah. But that's not what happened. No. There's no way that's what happened. Right? No. No, there was, there was that one huge fire at Universal. Lost a lot of masters. Yeah, we did, and a lot of old film prints. That's other than that, I don't, I can't recall a fire that was uh, media related on that level. Mm-hmm. And not so quickly after that. Hi. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah. I think my day quills wearing off. <laughs> but she was, uh, she was charming and very attractive. You enjoyed Tiffany. I enjoyed Tiffany more than Tiffany enjoyed me. What year was that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's a great question. I'm going to say, oh, uh, uh, 2002. Okay. We tried to get Tiffany to do that uh, that Glory Days pilot uh, uh, because we wanted to have both Colin Hay and <laughs> Tiffany. We wanted to have a man and a woman on the mm-hmm. show, and uh, she, I believe, they turned us down. Oh. That, Tiffany's people turned us down, but not Colin Hay. No, Colin was great. Everyone loves that guy. He's the greatest. Yeah, he's the greatest. Yeah, uh, he really informed me of the dangers of nuclear war as a child, <laughs> <laughs> which informed this book in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'm, I was worried that it's going to be a mistake. Mm-hmm. It's a mistake. That's nice. <laughs> it's a mistake. He's been on the show what twice, two times. We've had the great Colin Hay. Right. 
come by. Never been to the studio. Nope. Oh, two podcastathons. Two podcastathons. Oh, that's Maybe the year you were. Uh, no, I'd remember. What? No, no. He, yeah, he's down here. He was uh, 2012 and 2019. Oh, yeah, there he is. He's right there. There he is. And unscheduled on this year's edition. Yeah, he was a surprise guest. Came out to surprise us. Did overkill. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, it's a great song. Great song. Great song. He does a great job uh, acoustically on that. Uh, well, Garen, it sounds like you had a great time at trivia on uh, Halloween, All Hallows' Eve. It was Tuesday night. <laughs> what did I say? Halloween. Well, it was Thursday for Halloween. Oh, I see. Also, that question was not from that trivia night. <laughs> I know it wasn't. We're just trying to get out of it. Yeah. Trying to get away from him. Did you have a good <laughs> Did you have a good Halloween? I knew you were under the weather. No, I was homesick. I was just, I think I put on an Amityville movie and just was in my bed. Did you get trick or treaters? No. Oh, you're in an apartment complex, right? You're in a... Yeah, but I took the dogs for a walk <clears throat> early because I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be too cold. So I was like, I'm just going to run these guys around the block really fast. And it was just starting to get dark and there were no kids around. And mm. I'm like, where? I thought everybody trick or treated early now. We had a pretty light year. You know, my neighborhood is famous for too many trick-or-treaters. <laughs> like, literally, shuttle buses will pull up at the end of the street, and kids will pile out and go up and down our street. And just the whole neighborhood is like that. Um, and it was a light year. For yeah. com- so you buy a lot of candy? We do. Yeah. How much money did you spend on candy? That's my wife's business, and I don't know. Oh, I don't, don't cry. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Everyone has such complicated rules in their marriage. <laughs> okay. I just uh, she, she buys it, and I don't, yeah. I don't care how much it costs. So. What about this elite street you live on? Do you guys have a lot of trick-or-treaters? Zero trick-or-treaters. Zero. Because there is mm. also a neighborhood just, just blocks from us where they block off the streets. Love mm. it. And our, our street doesn't have houses on one side anyway. It's a hill. It's just very mm. unfriendly to trick-or-treaters. And so no one ever comes. And we go to that blocked off. It sounds park. like it's also a little unfriendly to the minorities. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I get into that in the book. Like, we, we've recently hired... There was this like one of those security companies that was always asking us to like if enough of our neighborhood signs up, we'll have twenty four hour patrols. And I just found this very upsetting. Yeah. And my wife really wanted to do it. And I talked her out of it. Then one day I came home and there was like a rent a cop and she was signing papers. And, <laughs> and we have this neighborhood that's like super against guns unless we hire people yeah. to patrol who are, you know, yeah. not not even verified by the state to walk around with guns and drive around with guns. And then, um, yeah, we, we have these resistance dinners and it's uh, complaining against the racists, but it, we have a super white or white and Asian neighborhood. The only people of color are like pushing someone's stroller or gardening. And it's uh, it doesn't feel right. Mm. Especially all the, the yelling about the racist doesn't feel right. Well, that's you where can move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't even get rid of the Renicops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't shake them. No. Much well. So after we play that fun game, yep. there's not a lot of like talk about who won and who came in second. You just, won. <laughs> all right. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it was weird that we all build up and then we just didn't well, acknowledge. It's more about the journey. Joel. Okay. We, no, I didn't know. We go into some know. tangents. Yeah. We get to talk How about. How needy Tiffany. are you that you <laughs> it needed to be told you won? I wasn't even sure who won. I just Matt, tell me won. Oh, you won. Oh okay. wow, that's here. Great. That's great. <laughs> 25 cents. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow. Oh. There was no money involved. Well, well there, there is, is now. now. Yeah. <laughs> Shut you up. <laughs> Prize. Um, all right. We got to take another break. Mm-hmm. Uh, you okay on time, Joe? Me? Yeah. No, I want to win more games. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to play another. We've we got a celebrity sighting game coming up. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Maybe a game of sevens. Oh, boy. Right? A little yeah. tease. We'll be back. Right, right, right. 
Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Joel Stein's on Twitter at the Joel Stein. That's also his website, thejoelstein.com. Uh, check out his new book, In Defense of Elitism. It sounds uh, super interesting and actually funny too, which is uh, a tough combo to nail. So I can't wait to check it out myself. You've heard about it on the show and uh, you will continue to hear about it on the show. Actually, I don't know. We're in the second break, so maybe maybe he's done talking about it, but uh, fascinating stuff about the state of the world and uh, what we can uh, maybe do about uh, bridging the divide between uh, these sort of two tribes of, of our world. This is not what the plugs are supposed to be about, but I found it interesting. Anyway, uh, go to thejoldstein.com for more info, and uh, you can find that book in Defense of Elitism wherever you get books, online or in person. Jimmy Pardo is going to be doing stand-up comedy at the, uh, the, uh, the American Comedy Company in San Diego, California. That is on November 10th, and then Never Not Funny is live at Acme in Minneapolis. Matinee show in, at Acme that is on the 16th of November. The following day, we're at Zany's in Rosemont. That's the Chicagoland area right by O'Hare Airport. Uh, that's also a matinee show on the 17th. And finally, Vitello's in Studio City. That is the 25th of November. 8 p.m. show there. Uh, go to NeverNotFunny.com and click the tour link if you want to get tickets to any of those shows. For Jimmy's show, uh, the one show that's on the calendar right now uh, in San Diego, you can go to JimmyParter.com, click his tour link. And don't forget the tickets. Well, don't forget that Parcassathon 2020 is coming coming up on uh, May 23rd next year. I know that's uh, quite a ways in the distance, but if you want to travel to LA to be there, make your uh, plane reservations now, and we will let you know when the tickets are going on sale because it will be relatively soon, I believe. Uh, we haven't locked that down quite yet, but we will let you know with plenty of time uh, how to get those tickets if you want to be in the studio audience for Podcastathon 2020. Enjoy! Matt, I was just having a meal with my buddy Dylan Miskowitz. Oh, yeah, the guy who runs that coffee shop. Yeah, he's got Cafe Altura. Cafe Altura, right, great yeah, place. He's the COO, and they needed to hire, a, he told me this confidentially, which oh. I should not be sharing, but I'm going to. Okay, this is inside dirt. Uh, that's right. Uh, they needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. Mm-hmm. I was all ears. Yeah. I said, tell me more, Dylan. I know your pa- your true passion is coffees. And Dylan, if you could take the time to please phonetically tell me your last name, I would appreciate that. <laughs> and he did. He said, it's Misk Owitz. Okay, great. Uh, anyway, he, sw- he was having trouble, man. He was bouncing all over the place, and he, uh, he finally switched to ZipRecruiter. Yeah. And did, Dylan, now, did you tell him to do that? Was that your idea? You said, Dylan, you should hear about this ZipRecruiter thing. I did. I said, Dylan, you, 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 I'm never going to stare you wrong, man. Yeah. ZipRecruiter is the way to go. And he probably initially looked a little crestfallen because he was like, oh, I was hoping you would be my director of coffee. Um, I am not qualified. <laughs> right. Then you had to explain. And, and, I don't drink coffee. I don't purchase coffee. Right. Don't know what it is. Um, I understand it comes from trees. <laughs> does it come from trees? Or plants. I don't know how it comes from the earth, Jimmy. I understand. I was quoting you. Yeah, that's how dumb you are. You well, I am dumb. You don't I, even know if it comes from a tree. Just, or not. I, and, and I just admitted that again. I could be. This could be the. Uh, but here's the solution. The medicine talking. Don't worry about uh, what Jimmy doesn't doesn't know about coffee. Because <laughs> I'm like, you go to ZipRecruiter and you find your director of coffee. That's right. He went to ZipRecruiter. Now ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you; it finds them for you, as that's Matt right. just said. Technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job, so you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan, after talking to me, posted his job on ZipRecruiter, and, uh, dude, he, he texted me, and he said, Jimmy, thank you. Uh, he said, sir, thank you. Uh, oh, wow, he showed some real respect. He did. He said he was so impressed by how quickly he got great candidates mm-hmm. to apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature 
which I told him about at length over that time. <laughs> yep. Uh, to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. Uh, and it just took him a few days. And he just, all he could do was say, thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you. Sounds like a very grateful man. Dylan's a good guy. Miss Quits. I can't believe you never met Miss Quits. No, I, I wasn't. Uh, I, I was out of town that day. Mm. I, I think maybe he wanted to meet both of us, but uh, I couldn't make it. So, will you be heartbroken if I tell you he did not want to meet you? Um, he was grateful you were out of town. Oh, okay. Wow. So yeah. it sounds like maybe you even told him, "Do let's do that this week." Because like yeah. Jim, because Matt won't be here. Yeah. Uh, now That's this, a little hurtful. Yeah. I, to answer your question, yes, I'm hurt. I should tell you that Misky. Uh, is a good guy. And mm-hmm. I think if you got to know him better, you'd, you'd, you'd understand why I didn't want you there. Wow. <laughs> uh, ZipRecruiter's your guy. Results like that, no wonder four out of five employers uh, post, uh, they get a quality candidate within the first day. Here is the CTA, the Chicago Transit Authority. And call to action. Uh, see why ZipRecruiter is effective for business of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo, ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2513. Joel Stein is here. He's got the new book out, In Defense of Elitism. Oh, I got <laughs> I'm Okay. You don't sound excited about this book. I don't like it. I don't okay. Like it. Really making sure. Your bullshit. Um, <laughs> Do you consider yourself a member of the elite? No. Why not? Come on. I don't. I, I'm just a I'm just a working man. I'm just a blue collar man like anybody else. I'm just. No, I'm not part of the elite. What are you talking about? You've, who have you? You know everyone. You can get everyone on the phone. You uh, you can wield a lot of influence. I can't do any of that. What are you talking this about? This is ridiculous. See, this is what I'm afraid of. People aren't willing to admit because I'm members not members of the elite. I'm just I'm, 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 this I'm is a, like everyone saying they're middle class, and it's then a, it's a state of mind. Jimmy. I'm Oliver's dad. That's it, man. Oh, you see, this is what happens. We do you feel like you have any expertise? I think I can help if you want to start a podcast. I can give you some advice. See? I can help with standing up comedy. I probably good advice on that. So my complaint in the book is that there are so many people that think that they can just operate from the gut. That like they've read one M- WebMD article and they should argue with their doctor based on that information, mm-hmm. which I get into in the book. And that's, I fear, the world that we're living in, where people don't want to be seen as having any more information or knowledge or expertise than anyone else because that's considered bad. But that, yeah, is... Oh yeah, but here comes a yeah, guy who does not have that problem. Yeah, well, because here, because here's the thing: is that all, all experts are human, and yes. there have been this is a good point in in the in the 60s and 70s. We saw doctors and lawyers and everybody as gods, and then then you come to find out: no, wait, uh, that doctor shouldn't shouldn't have prescribed me penicillin because he wasn't paying attention, and then I got a rash, and so now I can't take penicillin anymore. Like that's a literal thing that happened to me, and so it makes it hard to just accept. <laughs> <laughs> what experts what experts say no i 100 you got a rash <laughs> but i would argue that but, but um, it was because it was it was a misdiagnosis yeah <laughs> and i do i don't want to minimize your rash second one of the day <laughs> second rash today miss no misdiagnosis that you thought that was a good anecdote <laughs> so in the i get into this argument right. uh, in the book i call it the meteorologist fallacy because mm. a lot of times the weather person will say it's going to rain and then it doesn't rain and people just rail against how they useless. They really do, don't they? Yeah, the, they how useless I, I planned my whole weather. day. I brought an umbrella yeah. for no reason. But it turns out weather reports have gotten way more accurate in the last mm-hmm. 20 years. Like if you're planning, the three-day report is way more accurate, which is great if you're in aviation or like planning a three-day vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so we tend to say, oh, they, they, the mortgage crisis, fault of experts. Iraq, fault of experts. 
But that doesn't mean that like putting someone who thinks he knows more than the generals in charge is a good solution to that problem. We just need to improve our expertise. We don't need to throw out the whole thing. Like globalism has caused wealth inequality in Western countries, but it's raised so many people out of poverty and starvation in the last 20 years. Mm, true. Like we need to improve the system, but this whole, you know, toss the whole thing out and throw a brick through everything because someone got something wrong once like experts are always going to get things wrong and they're going to hopefully improve but that doesn't mean we shouldn't listen to them hmm. all right yeah um, i get that's I fair agree. That's well fair. i think part of the problem is that people are listening to the wrong experts that they're finding the experts that are telling them what they want to hear mm -hmm. and those are what they're amplifying that's yeah or they're not experts problem. like they're trump's right. kids or right. something. But, but, and we're putting them in charge of but they're, things they're his experts but at yeah, the, or at just the, his children at the, <laughs> at the same time, I think we also need to take personal responsibility so that, yes, you should listen to an expert, but you should also have critical thinking abilities. For sure. Yeah. And, and doctors like when you've read the WebMD thing and can have an intelligent conversation. They do? They I've do. not met one doctor that likes it. They, <laughs> Actually, my doctor seems to be okay with it. As long as you like... They gave you penicillin, you dumbass. <laughs> well, not, I don't go to that guy anymore. Uh, All right, go ahead. Go. No, they like when you come in with information and have an intelligent discussion. What they don't like is when you've seen one ad on TV and you believe that you should have this drug now, no matter what your doctor mm -hmm. says. Mm -hmm. All right. I, I, I just, I, I, I literally am the dummy who trusts them. But I the, then go back when they diagnose something, then I look it up on WebMD and go, oh, yeah, that sounds like what he was talking about. I got really sick and my wife researched it and I eventually had to go to the doctor and she went with me. And she was convinced I had some kind of glandular issue. And she had a lot of good facts backing that up. And then this doctor said, uh, maybe, but he also was in a fishing village in Mexico and he has E. coli. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and my wife was still arguing. I was like, this is making a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get to the gland thing. And she literally was dismissive. She's like, we'll deal with the gland thing after the food poisoning passes. And she was really mad at me for listening to this doctor. Oh, uh, but we, had fight, we had a fight in the car. She just I didn't because I couldn't, you know, yeah. barely move. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you, you received a to. fight. <laughs> uh, all right, we well, say hello before we we were coming back from break. Uh, we were talking about the uh, uh, stereos and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. And you uh, you have a large collection of albums. I do have a, a, yeah. a nice and and compact audio digital discs. Um, you use those too. I, I still, you know what? I have not used one. I have in mine ages, too, but I have them all. Are oh, they displayed? They're on a shelf in a in a closet. Mine are a box somewhere, but I still can't throw them away. Just stupid. It's so old, Manny. I still have that binder, you know, from yes. the early '90s. You get yeah. the binder and you put the liner, the the thing, and the. Well, my CD wife talked me to the binder so I could throw away the jewel cases. Yeah, so I still have those binders. Yeah, the binder's <laughs> wrong. I'm like Mitt Romney over here. Nice. You're the binder full of women. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Ah, That's topical. <laughs> so, and you uh, over the weekend, you said you listened to the Miami Vice soundtrack on my phonograph. On your phonograph, and then you bragged that Which, you should list every track. The, <laughs> I did not. No, I said. I don't. Uh, the phonograph was purchased at like a school auction by a drunken spouse of mine. And I, <laughs> I was furious. Wait, the same, the medical professional? Yes. Mm -hmm. She also uh, decided that we needed a phonograph that was signed by Tom Petty. You got a Tom oh. Petty signed phonograph? Which I was furious about. And at some point I said, I'm going to go to Tom Petty's house, Tom Petty's house and sign something there <laughs> that he owns. Which was a real misunderstanding of what had happened. Yeah, you just in fury. <laughs> but then, uh, then he passed away, and yeah, I, now you have a collector's item. I have a collector's item. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and but and and to honor Tom Petty and his great work, you listen to the Miami Vice soundtrack. 
Do you think he'd mind that now that you're I don't. Th- I think there's great songs on there. Yeah, I think he'd be okay with that. I think he'd be fine with yeah. it. He, he welcomed all music. So we're going to try and name these. Well, you were saying there all. were some unusual like songs you didn't remember being yeah. part of it. But all I could I could remember Jan Hammer's theme song, of oh, course. Tremendous. And then I think there was a um, the guy from the Eagles, Glenn Fry, had a song Smuggler's Blues. Smuggler's mm-hmm. Blues. Is sure. In the Air Tonight on there? It sure is. Yep. Classic. Of course, we all remember the story of how. That Bill didn't Collins happen. Witnessed a murder, <laughs> which is not true. And of course, it's yeah. true. He's, of course, it's true. true. No, it's true. He talked when I saw him in concert at the Forum. He's, he wants everyone to think it wasn't true because the guy's still at large, and he's going to have another concert <laughs> and bring him in <laughs> and really get him this time. Yeah. <laughs> I still like that song. It's great. Love that song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Love that song. You know what happened when I saw him in concert at the Forum? Which, by the way, is in my top five shows, I think maybe of all time. Wait, what? He was phenomenal. Come on. He was phenomenal. I had nothing but joy for two and a half hours. It was wonderful. Was there a drum solo? Uh, his son plays. He doesn't uh, play at all. He can't play drums at this all. This was a recent Boy. concert. Why can't he play at all anymore? He, uh, his back is all screwed up from surgeries. And oh, I didn't know. He walks out with a cane. What? There's a recent video where he fell down during the concert. Oh, no. He went yeah. to go on the stool, get back on the stool, and he missed it and fell down. Oh, like oh. Elton John. Did Elton John happen to it? Did he fall off the stage? Uh, well, we know Kelsey Grammer did. <laughs> what favorite. did that sound like, Matt? <laughs> In the course of... Oh, God. <laughs> I've fallen. I, I'm very hurt. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, Axl Rose just fell uh, on in, uh, on stage. Oh, Not really? off the stage, but seemed to, uh, maybe through a hole. I don't know what happened. It, the, the footage is very... Uh, unclear as to what caused the fall. Can you imagine how jarring that is and then how painful it yeah, is? Yeah, he was like walking backwards and then just was like suddenly wasn't there anymore. Oh. <laughs> it was crazy. Is there a video mashup, like a YouTube thing where people falling off stage during the oh. performance? Oh. I, I better well, there check, will be once we're done with this. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm going to put my best man on it. <laughs> um, what? Uh, oh, so here's what happened. So I went to see Bill Collins and some drunk guy uh, ran directly in front of me when it came time to the do 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 do, and it was like oh here we, and you know you get ready for that yeah. the whole place is ready for ready it now. and a drunk guy ran stopped and then just kept moving <laughs> he literally stopped long enough to block my view That's of hilarious. Phil Collins' son going do 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 I saw my, my first like big rock concert I used to go to rock concerts constantly as a teenager yeah but I hadn't gone in over a decade. I went to see the Who at the Hollywood Bowl. What uh, what night were you there, sir? The well, there apparently is one more night coming, but I saw uh, Sunday night, I believe. You were Sunday the the nineteenth or the twenty fourth? Might, uh, might be wrong about those dates. I don't know. I'm wondering if I was there the same night as you. Oh, really? Is my point. I went alone. So did I. Really? Yeah. Do you do that a lot? I met up. I'd never done alone. it before. Oh, I love going alone. I don't have to worry about anybody else. Yeah, I know. Me too. I loved it. Right? You did, right? Yeah. And then some woman started talking to me next to me. And I, oh yes. Nope. Yeah. No, you shut yeah. your mouth, lady. I came yeah. alone for a reason. I'm looking up the date. What did you think of that show? I'm glad that I went. Is that the nicest way of putting that? <laughs> I thought I thought they did pretty well. Sunday the 13th. I went October the 13th. That sounds right. Then they played also the... Uh, oh, it was a Sunday. Because then they played on the 24th. No, 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 not the extra one. I saw the 13th. You were there too. Yeah, I was there. I didn't see you. Yeah, I didn't see you. There was other people there probably blocking our views. There were so many people there and I hadn't been to a concert like that since, you know, growing up in New Jersey basically. And everything was the same. Like we all got pushed through this tunnel with tons of people selling $5 t-shirts and bratwurst. Mm -hmm. And like, it was, I just didn't know the world hadn't changed. (laughs) No, it's still happening. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Is it still happening if you're younger or is it only if you're, that was my question. Like, 
is it that the same people who saw The Who when I saw The Who are still seeing The Who and having yes. the same experience? Or if you go see a new band, do you get that full experience too? You do as well. We, you we do, saw, okay. Uh, uh, the, the, the $5 t-shirts and the Bratwurst are still there. Oh, no matter great. what. Yeah. <laughs> that you, you yeah. will not miss out on that. And in sporting events too. I had a rule I couldn't go to a concert without buying the t-shirt as a teenager. And they got mm-hmm. very expensive very quickly. So yes, I had to buy the $5 did. knockoffs. Um, I used to always buy the five dollar knockoff and then regret it the second I got to my car. You wish you'd bought the the real one. Yeah, because the, the the knockoffs are bad quality. You only have to put that knockoff on once to go. I'm never gonna wear these. Why am I spending even five dollars? My straw is split. Oh god. Got it. I fixed okay. it, guys. Good. <laughs> that was a scary um, moment there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to re- derail the uh, conversation. Whew. I think the last five dollar shirt I bought was Kesha. Oh yeah, remember those? And those the, stunk at the bowl, and they those were terrible. Stunk. Yeah. And had an errant stitch running through the middle of it. <laughs> like this uh, machine just was like. Although something's up, they're getting better. The ones at the Who uh, were actually pretty good. Did I, you buy one? No, I was. I didn't buy one, but I was tempted. I was too, just for the memory of it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. to go with my other Who shirts. They had a great one, uh, but it was sixty-five dollars, and I can't spend that on a T-shirt. Stupid. What was it? Uh, it just was like an old. It looked like an eighty. It looked like the knockoffs from the eighties, but it was a huh. uh, a licensed one that they were selling at the kiosk. What did you wear to the Who concert? I wore my uh, parachute pants yeah. and my members-only jacket. And did you wear your, um, uh, what was the shoe, the Capizios? I did have my Capizios. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I just uh, I just uh, probably wore nothing. Uh, I wore the Keith Moon Target shirt. I wore, a, I, 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 this is what's funny about this, uh, that you asked, Joel. I wore a, um, uh, the Who It's Hard shirt. You did, okay. Uh, there you go. Under my uh, my hoodie and yep. my vest. So no one saw it. Nobody saw it. I had no, no one saw my Only head. I was like, yeah. I'm putting this on. This is for you, man. That's yeah. just for you. For you and I felt good wearing it. For, I did too. Good luck, right? It's like uh, you wish those guys luck having a good show. It uh, And I'm one of these people that uh, we've talked about a lot on this show, Joel. If you don't wear the, show, uh, the, the band's shirt to that show, then where would you? Because people that's always what look, I thought. They look yeah. down at you. Oh, you yeah. can't wear this thing. You look like a yeah. nerd. But no one says that when you go to a football game. True. Right? Right. The opposite. You're supporting the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's how I felt. My friend Mike DiBenedetto. Yep. Italian guy. That'd be good. On, uh, uh, Jersey, that name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Better he use the small font. <laughs> was a, uh, he was a um, Miami Dolphin fan, and he's... Uh, we did not know this, but going into high school uh, on Fridays, uh, Friday the, the football team would wear their jerseys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To school, I that. Yep. And he did not know that, and he was wearing his Miami uh, Dolphins one, walking around the same day as the football <laughs> team, and he just felt like an asshole. <laughs> and so uh, I think of whenever I think of the, the football jersey, I yeah. think of Mike at the Oh, he's a teacher now, Mike. Oh, yeah, he's got a couple of football kids. coach. You know, he is a coach of some sort. Maybe he might football. be a football there coach. There you go. Things worked out. Yeah. Just as, as you thought they would. Uh, he still wears that Miami. Uh, he was a Larry Zonka fan. That oh, was who wasn't? Right? Right? Yeah, you knew five names. That was one of them. Yeah, because he was. I think he would appear on some of my favorite sitcoms every so often, I believe right? you're correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so let's go back. to uh, Garen, did you pull up the uh, the track list on the Miami Vice uh, album? All right, uh, run it down. Let's just run it well, down. What was the one that you said you were surprised was there and you were enjoying? I forget. Or well, you, I'd like to hear the list because now no, I'm wondering if someone switched the, the album, and that's why I was confused. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got the original Miami Vice theme. Douglas Blues. That's that Glenn Fry. You Belong to the City? Oh, yes. is on there. That's the next track after Own the Night by Chaka Khan. That was surprising. It did surprise you a little bit? That surprised me. And then You Belong to the City, which I realize I really like that song. It's not a bad song. Great song. In the Air Tonight, Phil Collins. Miami Vice Instrumental. Mm-hmm. Vice by Mel Mel. 
That's what shocked me. So it was the same album. Yeah. There was a, an old school rap track on there that I did not see coming. I, yeah. I, it said Miami Vice instrumental. Is there is there any other? Yeah. What what was the first it, one? It's then? kind of like a. It, I think it's a like a gloomier version. Uh-huh. Right. Is that is that? There's three other instrumentals on here. I'll get to them then. Yeah. Uh, Better be good to me by Tina Turner. Yeah. Oh, okay. And wow. then flashback instrumental, chase instrumental, and Evan instrumental. Oh, yeah. It was that Melly Mel song that I just. I was, was like, what is this? The wrong album? Huh. And there's also a picture on the back of the album of uh, the rear ends of some women, which you remember probably from the opening theme song. I do remember that. And I wondered if that would be something you put on an album nowadays. I would. Okay. (laughs) I would, because I'm uh, not aware of what's going on in the world. Good. Okay. Well, (laughs) Um, I'm not going to tell you. A lot of albums had that. You know, the Two Live Crew famously had that. Oh, sure. Well, they got in trouble for that, though. They did. Uh, More for the lyrics, right? (laughs) Or what what was it? They got in trouble. Everything they did got them in trouble. Yeah, people didn't enjoy (laughs) that. Yeah, it was just generally just agreed that it was obscene, and then the the Florida bandit, and then... uh, We could just say they were too live for anybody else. They were a little too live. The crew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, uh, wait, I had something I wanted to talk about. Oh, a fan of this show gave me the picture disc of the Miami Vice soundtrack. Cool. So I have that in my uh, What's on the soundtrack? What's the picture? Uh, you know, that, that iconic the photo car. of the two of them. Leaning on the car. Yeah, the car. Oh, it's not the butts. <laughs> it is not the, <laughs> oh, that's what I thought you were saying. What if the other side was the butts? You know what's interesting? I don't know. Look it up, Garen. Look up the uh, Miami Vice picture disc and see if the flip side is the butts. It was fun seeing Don Johnson on The Watchmen with a uh, sort of a black partner. I haven't watched this yet. And doing cocaine. Oh. And, uh, and they had kind of a Mammy Vicey song. Oh, did they really? A little oh, bit, yeah. Occur to me. yeah. I guess that answers the question, who's watching The Watchmen? <laughs> Joel, Joel Stein. Stein. Um, I saw a tweet, uh, boy, am I bored by The Watchmen, is what a guy named really? Doug tweeted out. Doug Carroll. Sorry, Caro. Doug. Yeah. Um, Doug's a good guy. I've heard good things. Do you like it? It's the good. other side it. Only two in. Yeah. is just Glenn Fry's face pass what what of all the artists do you that's think? what you got in your picture disc oh my god oh yeah it is. i remember that now i mean you did it's wait. just a single right like a, uh, no that's not this i don't want the single dude I'm, 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 is it the actual are you sure it's the whole soundtrack who the fuck are you talking to because i don't know if <laughs> this is the only thing that comes up what's on the other side show me the other side is is that a single or an lp it says it says lp 10 that's a 10 inch. I don't it want a 10 says inch. John Hammer, Miami Vice theme. It's not that. If I may, it's Jan. Uh, well, that is the front. But I have a, it's a 12 inch, <coughs> which is, as a reminder, Joel doesn't know this. How many? Six of your cocks. Six of my cocks. <laughs> uh, hey, this is going really long. We yep. got to end this. Hey, uh, Elliot, have a good weekend. We'll talk on Thursday. <laughs> sure. That a boy. Good to see you. And I had that rash. <laughs> and that rash. That was 20 years ago. All right, let's quickly. You want to do the celebrity sighting? You want to just jump to sevens? What do you want to do? Two sevens. Well, right. I don't know. You want to do celebrity sightings? He wants to win, so let's give him another chance to win. to win. But you got to hear the theme song, so grab those headphones. go i was at lunch here's how it works he tells us that he was at lunch and then we guess uh we try to figure out who it was right. is it an actor it is an actor we get it's questions already? that is one yeah. of his jobs he, i was uh, let me just paint the picture i was at hyperion public on ventura mm-hmm. and uh ryan and i were the only people in there very slow day i'm All a right. little worried that place might not make it i love oh, that place. no love that place 
There's one in Silver Lake. I think they're doing fine. I believe that's owned by uh, Jamie Tarsus's husband, Patty. Is oh, really? Right? I have no idea. All right. No. Uh, I don't know. We're not part of the elite, Joel. <laughs> yeah, we're not, in your, <laughs> another we're not going to your resistance we dinners. Know. We're not looking at hills out of our window. <laughs> we're looking at other houses. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and this, this gentleman walked in. And uh, and you both were uh, jarred I, by it. Uh, Ryan didn't even notice him. Didn't even see him. Hmm. But he did have a small dog with him that he brought right into the restaurant. Rick. And no, you would uh, be against that. Oh, God, do I hate it. Yep. Is he a small dog type? Hmm. I don't think he's. Uh, what does that mean? Well, let me let me put it this way. Clint, I would not expect expect Clint Eastwood to have a small dog as an example. Oh, but Mickey Rourke has a small dog. <laughs> I I wouldn't call this guy a small dog guy or not a small dog guy. I don't think there's any way to married. What is he married? I have no fucking idea, man. I'm trying to get to whether or not he's gay or not. I'm pretty, sure, that pretty sure he's straight. Dog type. Pretty sure he's straight. Yeah, it's a little offensive the way he said that. I don't. <laughs> I wasn't referring that to was your waves asking is he gay. Oh, no, I would have just asked if he was gay if I if that was I thought. Although relevant. I do like calling gays the small dog types now, <laughs> so that just to, just so that the other beer they don't know what we're talking about. That's. That's that boy, that is a Southside Chicago thing. <laughs> you, hey, Jim, you talking about a small dog type? <laughs> yeah, that guy's a small dog type, don't you think, Jim? <laughs> uh, well, acting is not the only profession this guy is not. This guy's also a host. No. This guy's also an Singer? A- athlete? Actually, he may have hosted something. But athlete? No. Is, 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 is it a non-entertainment uh it is in a, it is in the world of entertainment. All right. Does he think he's a comedian? Yes. He's a comedian. Oh, wait. So he's a comedian and an actor. Yes. Is it Fast Eddie Griffin? No. Is he African American? No. White man. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right, Jim. That's right, Jim. That are coming, Jim. I believe he's one of Joel's people, to be more specific. No. Oh. Some Jesus. may some may say they're not white. No so, <laughs> elite, huh? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> so a so a Jewish comedian, uh, older, that like older help. than fifty. <laughs> he's older than fifty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actor in uh, television. Did it, did he have his own television show? He did. He, uh, he had his own show. He, he, was his he, name the show? No. No. And and I don't want to be misleading it, but he did have his own show. But it's a, it's not... Uh, Is it an ensemble? Nope. He was, was it, the star. He was, was the titular character on a, a primetime comedy. So I guess... I don't know if I... I don't know if you'd call it situation. In the 90s? Yeah. In the 90s? Yeah. He's the titular character, but not it, a comedy, but not necessarily a sitcom. Well, it, it, there's something else about this show that uh, makes it uh, a specific subcategory of comedy on television. Oh, single camera? Nope. It was three camera. No, it was no camera. Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was must have been a camera, but uh, it's was it like a hidden hidden? Nope. Was camera? it like a re- like a Kirby enthusiasm type? No. Was it scripted? Yes. <clears throat> It was a scripted show that had a. It, it did well, have a camera. He was not photographed for it. Let me put it that way. Oh, well, it wasn't Larry Sanders because Gary. No, did, no, no. Did something. someone play him? <laughs> this is. You're, oh, you're, you're making it more complicated than it is. Was it claymation? <laughs> no. Are we making it more complicated? I agree. You can't put this on us. <laughs> I was trying to give you a hint and help you. That this is a TV show with with no cameras. no cameras. It's animated. You fucking dunces. Oh, oh animated. Oh, okay. Oh, was it Louis Anderson? No. I wasn't that far off with claymation. That's why it was stupid that you said that. It's the, what, what, no, because there's a specific show that I was thinking of. And, oh, and, but claymation Jumpy? does have cameras. John, John Lovitz. Oh. Yes, it was John Whoa. Lovitz. Oh, so you saw the critic. The critic. Nice. It stinks. <laughs> was his catchphrase. Well, that's great. Great, Thanks. John Lovitz. Yep. 
Did he do anything when he came in and saw the place was empty? No. Maybe in his head, but I didn't I hear him. I imagine that he wouldn't utter anything. This is no longer the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would say that he is a small dog type. I would say he's straight. I think so. I'm I think that's straight. also true. And I will go along with I think he's a small yeah, dog type. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. He did have a small dog. I did a couple of things with uh, with John over the years. Did uh, the Straight Byron things? Allen show? The what? <laughs> Straight things. Straight yeah. things. Okay. <laughs> like you went and watched a boxing match. Yeah, we went did that. We uh, wrestled. You know, like we all sure. do. Wait after. a second. Hold on. What's up? <laughs> that didn't seem as straight. You lifted weights together, <laughs> right? Went to a bathhouse. <laughs> yeah. You know what guys do? Addict. Addict. I know what you're talking about, Jim. Uh, all right, Joel. We thank you for being here. We're not playing the sevens. Oh yeah, we'll play sevens. Yeah. I apologize. Uh, do we have a new sevens theme? I forget. We do. All right. I forget what it is. Well, get to it. All right. Hey, well, I'm going to play it, and then we'll we didn't give out. we didn't give Joel the uh, in the break. We forgot to give him the thing. The thing. All, All right. right. Well, do it while this happens. Hey, maybe. for a show that I wanted to be shorter because yeah. I'm not feeling well. Get on the sorry. get on the menu while the oh, here, look theme at, plays. All right. Look at this. This is you remember uh, you remember in the show Pyramid? Yeah, yeah. It's that. I've heard this. Yeah. Oh, you don't get. Pick a category. Oh wait, have we heard this yet? I have not heard that before. Nope. Is it, is it still going? I think it should be longer, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it stopped there. Do we know who made that one? Uh, yeah, well, we thank that person. And I, I probably, What is that? I'm, I'm it's all seven. It's, it's, it's by pr- Prince. Prince, yeah. I see. All, all right. seven that will die. Prince song. That might be a shame to say. I, I do actually I do love that, that one, too. Uh, all right, Joel, what category? I picked food. <laughs> Is that not good? I'll throw up, let me pick again. We have two rules. You don't do, although food proved to be problematic when Rhett and Link were I'll here. take food back. <coughs> no, we'll do food. Okay. You know what? I, I think we got to open it back up to food because we sucked at it's food. It's weird to give someone a whole thing of options and then not like some of the options. <laughs> well, it's your choice. We didn't have to put court. that there. We should cross those out with a dry erase marker or something. Okay. Yeah. Well, give me I'll, or even I'll a permanent marker. Take, take another right. look at that. Uh, that was, um, by the way, that was Andrew Balmat. Thank you, Andrew. Balmat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take um, TV shows. TV Is that shows? better? Uh, sure. Yeah. Perfect. Although, uh, now no? I kind of want to do food. Well, you, it's up to Let's you. do food. It's your show. You ready? Let's do yeah. food. Oh, God. He called it, man. Let's see this? what happens. All right, here we go. You ready? It's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> here comes food. And we have seven seconds to get each one. And once that seven seconds is up, you, it moves on to the next one, whether you like it or not. There's no like passing. You the answer? You, you, when you know it, you yell it. Okay. Ready? Yeah. The faster you get it, the more points you get. Here it comes. Uh, tea and in, in the morning you would drink this caffeine you would drink this in the morning caffeine coffee yes uh, <laughs> hey we're gonna sit down and our food we're gonna eat yes uh, you go to the movie theater you have to have this popcorn yes uh, a slab of bacon nope uh, uh, individual uh, you would eat one at a time a strip of bacon no nope. uh, slab uh, next <laughs> one slab of ribs 7-Eleven uh, you, you would get this it's a dried meat jerky uh, yes uh, it's uh, the way that you would uh, have the chicken lay in this uh, you would let it sit there for a while and it would next one before your main course you're going to have the appetizer yes bacon <laughs> slab of ribs it does I want to tell you something Joel 
I didn't misread a word and then go, oh yeah, it is bacon. So you could have said bacon 17,000 times. It was never going to be bacon. You went and adjusted your clue so it could be bacon. Um, you started making... You used your hands to show bacon. I did not. I, I said you were like, bacon. You were vibrating your hands up there I, I on said, a pan, sizzling. No. It, 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 uh, it was ribs, right? It was ribs, I yes. Ribs. That any other human being would have gotten other than the slab guy who was of, obsessed slab with of bacon. bacon. <laughs> slab of bacon is... Is yes, a term. But once I say no, you drop it. <laughs> what other slab is there? Yeah. You got to move on. It's a uh, rack rib. And then marinade. Marinade. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a tough one. Oh, Everything else soak, we got. Soak your meat. Soak your meat. I couldn't think of the phrase. I was so rattled. <laughs> by bacon. By bacon. All right, all right, now let's do TV shows. Yeah. Okay, oh, ready? 16 on that, Garrett. That was a warm up. See, food is tired than we think. I agree. We got to start allowing it. I've done it with my family, it. and it, it, it doesn't go as well as you think it would. All right, mm. TV shows. Here we go. Joel Stein now. Used to work, work for TV Guide. Keep that in mind. Uh, here we go. Uh, Walter Koenig was the star, uh, one of the stars of what TV show? Star Trek. Yes. Uh, HBO. Oh, you haven't watched this? The Watchmen. Uh, no. Uh, 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 classic. Not Sprint. Uh, fuck me. Uh, he's a doctor. Now he's in prison uh, for putting uh, something in women's drinks and taking advantage of them. Who is uh, next one? Uh, <laughs> she's from Chicago uh, and used to have a show there. One word, uh, first name, uh, run show business, basically. Next one. Uh, <laughs> Sunday mornings or Sunday after Sunday at six o'clock. This would come on. 60 minutes. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's sitcom. Doogie Howser. Uh, no, the sitcom, most recent. Uh, How about your mother? Yes. Uh, uh, Opie, Anthony. Uh, no, not Anthony. <laughs> Opie. <laughs> and you the show. Yes. Uh, Opie, but not Anthony. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Wait, I'll take the blame on a lot of that. Let's, 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 let's one do the that, ones that, that we, he didn't get. I okay. Oprah. You got Star Trek. The HBO show. I, That's The Sopranos? Nope. I gave The Sopranos a clue. Oh. I can't believe you don't watch this. Game of Thrones? Everybody talks about Oh, Game of Thrones. The Wire. Oh, uh, The oh, Wire. Okay, there's so a lot of HBO, any HBO, HBO show would fall into that. Yeah. Uh, the next one. Oprah. No, no, the, oh. the, the, the gentleman who... Uh, oh, Cosby, the Cosby oh, show. Cosby. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I was I thought that was the plot of the show. And I was <laughs> so like, who's putting that you, on the air? When you first started talking, I thought so too. He's like, a doctor and he's in prison. Yeah. What? Uh, my like house? A, my apologies. Uh, then Oprah, you got 60 Minutes, How I Met Your Mother, Andy Griffith. Nine. Wow. All right. Joel, <laughs> very poor showing. Yeah, not proud. <laughs> that score seems better than what it felt like in, in the... Nine it, seems better? Nine's a shit it, show. That felt like a three. Oh yeah, Joel's not good at when this. you miss Oprah. It just you should, but yeah, but he got he got horrible. three or four. But you got it. Three we, if we had done Ulysses or Bordeaux, <laughs> music, there weren't options on your card. Yeah, As a reminder, you locked up on Idiot Savant. Yeah, that's true. So you are a bit, this may not be your thing. No, it's not. Yeah. But the, what is your thing is that you're an author. You got a great new book out. I like this tone the, of voice. The, um, uh, the in defense of elitism. You loved it, right? I have not read it. I was I, I, I assumed I was going to get one prior yeah. to my arrival, uh, your oh, arrival here, yes. and that I would have read it like a professional host. Yeah, that uh, was my fault. I'm sorry. Well, it's kind of my fault, too. I could have easily gone. I get the Kindle. No, I no, no. I should have sent you one. Uh, yeah, you should yeah. have. I'll work on that. That's on you. Okay. You know who loved it was uh, Morning Joe. He got one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd imagine he got one, right? They, everyone at the table had one. It was really, oh, none yeah. of them had read it, but oh, it was all sitting one, there. Huh? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. How's it doing on the charts? Uh, you know, it depends on like what show I was on that day. Oh. So it like it's like the worst thing. I bet lots of authors have killed themselves looking at their Amazon rankings because <laughs> oh. it bounces wildly. Uh, yeah. You're in top you're number six, number six, number seven, three charts on Amazon. Hey. Yeah, but in like charts that are fake. 
Oh, no, they have a lot that? of categories. They have like don't categories. tell Garen they're fake. Yeah. He's he's been riding I'm the success. Best-selling author. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> those categories. What are these categories? The, the Joel like, Stein I list. Want, I don't want to do this. Okay, don't do it then. Yeah. You don't want to. No. Right. Yeah. Garen was top twenty in gay horror. <laughs> yeah, I think I am too. I'll be having the pop culture piece. Looking over there, there's Garen Cockrell behind the uh, video village. That's uh, Fred Ferkel. That's uh, Elliot Hochberg. Nacho Matt Belknap. Our friend Joel Stein. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK47. Go on, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.